I don't stay after dinner, not after it begins to get dark. I leave before dark comes. We live in town, nine miles, so there won't be anyone around if you need help. We couldn't even hear you in the night, in the dark. So, uh, is this dump really haunted? Uh, it, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty scary. Welcome to Doubled Feature, podcast Doubled about twin feature. films. Oh my god, you guys might know that voice. Wait, hold up, I'm Dan. I'm Max. And we got Ryan, dude. You might know that angelic voice. Uh, Doubled our... Feature. Oh my god, I'm hearing Doubled. It might still be overlaid over our talking right now. Um, yes. Uh, two movies at once. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> two movies that are the same, I think is what you said. Listen. I was spitballing. All right, it's been a while. No, you it was off the top, Eddie. Pops we're gonna have to. We're, I'm gonna, we'll go. We'll go more into that in a second. Uh, our friend Ryan is here. Ryan's here. You know him from when we say thank you, Ryan, for our theme music every single week. Yeah, I did every that. week. <laughs> yeah, you did. That. I was drunk. It was fun. Yeah, we love it. People love it. I get probably you know, more compliments on that <laughs> than I do on the podcast. We get. There has been Sorry. so many compliments. <laughs> Uh, like Lee and no, no, you made a good thing. We just yeah. make a bad thing every week. <laughs> Lee and Mark have gone out of their way to talk about it on episodes of No Nonsense that we aren't on. That's nice. It is. It just it, it's come up organically in other spaces, and people do have had not a have good a, word. Their own original theme song. They do. I'm sure, they do. Yeah, I think Lee made it. Yeah. Oh, we're not musicians. It. We but, couldn't do one so, by ourselves. So let's, we need you. Real quick before we get into your uh, film watching preferences, I want to I want to talk about that a little bit because there was we were working on a theme song and you basically were at dinner with Dan and I was just yeah. like I want to make it and we then you went home and made it, crushing some beers, and yeah, it was like a twenty minute turnaround probably. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty brief. I didn't yeah, spend might, much time you, on it. You got it to me like. I think I was going home to go to bed, and I had it like before I got. To bed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What the hell?" I had I had just left trivia. Um, I had got, and by the time I got home, I think you texted me as I was leaving number three, which is like, or not number three, um, Point of Bell, which is like a fifteen minute drive from my house, and I had it, and was listening to it by the time I got home. It's good. It's so good. Yeah, I love it. I, uh, I again, so many people have said it, just like, oh, I it's felt like, like the, the imperfection. Vibe vibe was what was needed you know yeah we'd I, given uh, you like one threw together a little loop literally just did like two or three recording tracks completely off the top of my head and just sent it. it to dan we love it <laughs> and it's perfect no turn no, we haven't looked Thank back you. once um, um we'd like to ask our guests well normally we do a segment of what you've been watching but when we have guests, we like to talk to them about. We're gonna still do what you've been watching because me and Ryan have watched a couple movies together lately. Oh and yeah, you know, you guys had the one, yeah. Uh, but we like to ask our guests what what did what have you been watching historically? What are your film watching preferences? Favorite genres? Favorite directors? Favorite actors? Um, anything you? Like I would about say movies? favorite genre. I've always been a big sci-fi guy. Okay. Like films like Jason like... X. <laughs> Yeah, we did yeah, watch that yeah, recently. We did watch that recently. Um, that wasn't even what we were talking about. Later. But I feel like good sci-fi movies are very infrequent. Like what? Like I feel like, like there's like maybe one every five years. What's, that's your, really what's good. your What's your favorite sci-fi specific movie? 
Is it Jason X? As a kid, I gave like you growing up, I would say Alien was up there. Like yeah. even though it's like horror, what is sci-fi, right? Like that. Like, I would consider it overall like, horror, just, but it's in a sci-fi. Setting. Um. I think we've talked about that obviously, on the pod like, because there's like you know, argument. About what kid didn't love the original is. Star Wars trilogy? Like, yeah, or the was... prequel trilogy, which is just no, as good. no, no. Um, <laughs> there was a discourse about if a horror can't be most set in recently. Space. Um, the newest Blade Runner film was, I think, sci-fi perfection. Dude. Yeah, yeah, great, it's very good. just gorgeous film. We're very excited for Doom. Um, Perfect all around, yes, and uh, yeah, I'm, that's why I'm very excited for Dune. That's yeah, Dune's gonna be great. Up, we've we've talked the alley. The that's our unlistenable episode. We talked about Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, uh, directed uh, uh, Enemy, uh, one of our two uh, <laughs> movies we talked about. And we had like bad audio on an episode okay. where we talked about that movie. Yeah, Audacity decided that I wanted to record through my webcam, and I didn't realize it. Yeah, it's horrible. Don't listen. To that it's not episode. very good. It hasn't happened again since. There was a second one that, but we had caught it and literally re-recorded it yeah, like so a bad. day before it came out. That was a wise choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bad episode. <laughs> I'd like to run the metrics on uh, who's listening, if anyone's listening to that, or like made it through more than I like, can check it right now. Um, yeah. What else do you like? You got other sci-fi stuff you like? You got other movies directors? Um, like? Off the top of my head. I gotta think about it. I'm really bad with names, so you're gonna have to bear with me through this because okay. I'm generally just gonna be like that guy from this. Mm-hmm. And I want we like to talk about sometimes. guys. We do yeah, like yeah. guys. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Glad we can agree on that. <laughs> um. Let's see. What have I been watching? Watched. Um, we, watched we watched a couple movies together. Recently. I watched Wind River that? two nights ago. I don't know what that. Um. Not familiar with either. Elizabeth Olsen. Mm-hmm. And the 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 guy from Marvel who plays like the lamest character, Bucky uh, Barnes. No, no, no. Bucky Barnes is isn't the lamest. I don't He's watch cool. any of that stuff. Yeah, know. um, Hawkeye, the guy who's Hawkeye. Oh, Jeremy Renner. Oh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy yeah. Renner. Oh, Elizabeth <laughs> yeah, Olsen. Jeremy Renner sucks, man. Yeah, but the movie was. R.I.P. the Renner app. It's pretty fucked up. Uh, it's like a based on a true story and like. Middle of nowhere, Wyoming. Big sky country. Yeah. Jeremy Renner's like a fish and wildlife hunter, like killing off predatory animals that feast on livestock. Okay. And then he comes across a murder. And Elizabeth Olsen is an FBI agent. And then they team up. And some chaos ensues. Do they get the guy? Yeah, yeah, they get the guy. Um, but it's yeah, it's pretty messed up. It's actually, I put it on, expecting to just go to sleep, and I I watched the entire film. I uh, did you like it? Would you recommend? Yeah, I actually, it was a good film. Jeremy yeah, Renner, not great, but he's not like necessarily bad. the focal point. Right. So it's a bad I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he's he screws up the film. But the uh, if it's like pretty true to the, what actually happened, it's pretty messed up. Did and uh, interesting. That girl that went missing that everybody on the internet's all excited about. 
She went missing in Wyoming, right? Oh. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Ripped yeah. from the headlines. I really I Yeah, ripped from the headlines four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to Naomi talk about this a lot. Yeah. About the the current case. Yeah. Well yeah. I mean at the risk of dating. Gabby the episode. Petito. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Gabby Petito. Yeah. Yeah, it's a TikTok this is, sensation. This is a true crime podcast now, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I know a bunch of stuff. The newest thing. Have you seen the newest thing with it? I don't keep track. Dog the Bounty Hunters on the case. Oh, yes, yeah, I, I did, did see, see this. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When um, apparently was UFC begging guy beat the up family to be on the case. Yeah, crazy. he was just like, I had oh. to inform Naomi why Dog the Bounty Hunter was canceled. Yeah, so she much, had no idea. So, so much, a stuff. lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, very cancelable band. Yeah. You remember when the UFC fighter beat up his porn star girlfriend? Yes. And then, um, Dog the Bounty Hunter was gonna go get him. Yeah, Dog the loves guy, to just be like, "I'm gonna go get." He's people. trying to get back in the spotlight, yeah. man. It's so he's seeing an opportunity, so he's jumping on it. He's been going through it since his wife died from having too big of tits. Yes. Thank you for that. That was my as someone who also point. suffers chronic back pain. <laughs> she's probably in a better place. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, a real we one. we recently watched in sync with each other. We synced up in our own houses. Yeah. The taking of Deborah Logan. Yeah. We've been watching football Incredibly. on a Sunday, drinking beers, and you ins- you went to hang out with other people. I wanted to go home, but you insisted yeah. that in a like group kickback setting, you watched The Taking of Deborah Logan and that I sync it up with you. Yeah. So we did that. Incredibly spooky movie. I oh, feel he, underrated. He, ins- he insisted, because I saw that you guys had both watched, and I was like, okay, maybe you had just had a night where you watched Jason X together it was, was a different night. i know that's well that's what i'm saying i was like okay they're having they i knew they you guys were going to watch football together yeah and i was like okay so they watched the taking of deborah logan no, he truly called me to so we could press play at the same time Listen, really? watch it in our own I, why didn't i get a phone call i was sauced up well we were hanging out before i don't know you i'm not upset it's okay drop I had never, you're doing I had never seen it. I, I had watched. Well, okay, yes, I will always drop whatever I'm doing <laughs> to watch a spooky movie. That I, I, maybe you don't know, but that goes without saying for most people. Uh, but also, uh, I had just gotten home like from something like sometime in August, and like Elise was watching it, so I had just watched the like last. Really? After that movie, bef- like oh yeah, that's all you need to see. Ago. That's a good part. I I had seen the movie years ago. The last like yeah yeah, I but hadn't it, seen it before. The last like ten minutes is sick as fuck. Yeah, I when she like turns into a snake. Yeah, the that movie is, is like actually generally scary. I like that movie. Yeah. And I've, I've outside of this room now, I know like uh-huh. three other people who've ever seen that movie, and I think it's insane. Uh, Elise has seen it for sure. I like, think Dylan's seen it. It's very spooky. We got it. There's a handful of people, and I think it's done well. Like I don't think it's. I think it's uh, good. Cheesy. Yeah. I don't think. Okay, I'll it's fight ex- you there. <laughs> it's okay. You don't like this found footage. I don't like found footage, and it's, that's fine. It's very well respected it. within the horror community. Yeah. I get it, but it's I part mean, of that, the premise. That like, one fucking visual, the unhinged jaw, yeah. is fucking Dude, terrifying. It fucking stuck. I gave it and a it's three like on Letterboxd, and like, I got mad at me for not liking it enough. Just for that scene alone. But that scene it, alone. The scene stuck with me, and when I went to bed, I was scared that night. Yeah. And that hasn't happened to me in a long time, so I'm like, all right, Ryan, you old know what? People, Just for that, I'll give it a three and a half. Old yeah. people playing spooky characters, I find the spookiest. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like when she's when they find her like butt naked with the switchboard in the attic, like yeah. is that not terrifying? When she's just like 
in the corner and her arms just yeah, dude, like she's speaking demonic French. yeah i don't know i, yeah. think, I think it's a good the movie. spooky movement spoke spooky moments are There's done good moments. very well in that movie there's guys, definitely good moments in a movie like not the type of movie do you guys like. remember that burger king commercial that was about unhinging your jaw and eating like a snake <laughs> no, no i don't that was a burger king commercial it was like was two... the king in it no that'd be terrifying pre- it was pre-king oh. he wasn't even a character it's these two guys sitting in that's a, way uh, back then i'll link this in the show notes yeah it's these two guys in like an office workroom and uh Guy sees another dude like eating a whopper and he like licks his lips and this song starts playing. It's just like unhinge your jaw and eat like a snake. And he fucking slinks out of his chair and slithers across the room and just his jaw opens up to impossible lengths and to he eat a big swallows burger. the whopper whole. Fantastic commercial. Ryan's, it's like right on Ryan's the one of the biggest of... Burger King defenders I know too. So I love is, Burger King. I love Burger King. Up I do well. too. Like, it was like right truly, on, right at the dawn of like when alt comedy it, started like yeah, popping yeah. off. When all like, commercials were Tim and Eric commercials. Honestly, it was. I think it was maybe Tim goes to or Tom yeah, goes Tom to goes to the mayor. mayor era. Like if Tim and Eric were doing anything, it was like random. Tom goes to the mayor. Yeah. Um, but it was like it was when like Patton Oswalt was getting like really really famous like stand up like all of those guys were like really popping cream. off. Yeah, it was it that was era. berries and cream era, yeah. which that's coming back around. That's a TikTok thing now. Saying berries and cream, the berries and cream like audio from the old Starburst commercial. I'm too old for damn TikTok. Dude. I I'm saw not going on there. that they're bringing back lifesavers, cream savers. They are. Yeah, those are that's pretty exciting. good back in the day. Dude. They those are, are good. good candies. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan, we also watched maybe a month or two ago together, Thirteen Ghosts. Oof, which. I want to bring arguably up, could have been a triple feature. Yeah, it's a different movie enough. It's like two years removed yeah. from these. So we're yeah. talking today about uh, 1999 House on Haunted Hill and The Haunting. Both are based on a 1959 work about a haunted house. One on the book, uh, The Haunting of Hill House, and the other on the original movie, The House on Haunted Hill. Guys, uh, Thirteen Ghosts though share it feels similar. I was typing in 13 ghosts into letterbox right now. And I accidentally typed in thirst teen ghosts. Yeah. Oof. Is that anything? Oof. Anything there? Thirst teen. thirst teen ghosts. Yeah. It's like a, a, yeah. fe- a febophile ghost. It's like yeah, horny yeah. for teenagers. Something that's like the porn parody, right? Yeah. yeah. There's something there. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll get, we, we could punch that up. Oh shit. Fuck. Mm-hmm. It's the new month. We forgot to hit. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Ryan, we're fucking up, dude. This is our October series. We're not doubled you are- feature. You might have to. I might have to record some audio to lay in over this because I Maybe, fucked yeah. up really bad. Not we're- doubled feature. No, this isn't doubled feature right now. This is doubled screamcher. Yep, we went maximalist. Doubled screamcher. Doubled. Doubled screamcher. Boo. Like a ghost Boo. says. Max, we recently Da-boo. just randomly. I it came to me that. We had already come up with Screamcher. Well, not exactly. We you had texted me and we were like, okay, what are we gonna call it? Mm-hmm. And you were like, well, they made it like doubled something. And yeah. then I just texted back Screamcher. There was literally two texts back and yeah. forth from it to each other. And, and we, we were said, like, yep, we got it, nailed it, did it in one. This Dude, works. Like a month later, it comes to me as if from a dream. Fearcher. Why yeah. didn't we just call it Fearcher? Because and I I we fucked up. 
after you and I had that conversation about why didn't we call it future, I realized that that is just kind of like a microcosm of just our friendship in general, where just like minimal effort, but we think we nailed it and um, There's never did. So much more obvious. Uh, so no, we say fuck it though. This is still dubbed screamcher. We're doing okay. all horror movies We're for the month of October. Yeah. yeah. I've been on a big spooky movie kick. Welcome. It's the perfect time of the year. Obviously, dude. we had uh, we all had varied opinions on Malignant, but I think we can all agree Ryan it was an like entertaining it film. Yeah. It was entertaining. It's film. one of the best films of the year. Entertaining film. It might be the best. I think it's the best movie I've watched this year. It's probably my favorite movie. Of the year. October. I've already got watched heaters, it twice. Though. The card. A lot of movies. The coming. card counter is close for me. Yeah. But um. Oh. Malignant's side note. Dan made plans to watch Card Counter with me and then completely forgot. And I texted him. And then you went and saw it If he wanted to go see the movie. And he goes, oh, shit. Were we supposed to do that? I just left the movie theater. He he texted me, like, as the credits were rolling. And, yeah, that's that story. Card Counter is a movie that I'm not sure it exists. I know Paul Schrader's, like, a big guy. There's, like, people in it. I literally learned about the existence of the Card Counter, like, two weeks ago. And I never heard anything about it. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, the card counter is coming out. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I saw it in theaters. I loved it. I know you did. There was me and one other guy in there. <laughs> doesn't That's, surprise me. What was yeah. his age? I'm That's like, like in his 60s. He's, he was about 60. He was wearing a yeah. fishing shirt. He came in with a large popcorn and three of those little, like, free plastic water cups. He had three little cups of water. I think that your review mentioned this. Yes, it did. Because, okay, okay so the... He knew how much salt he was about the, to consume. Yeah, yeah the, he was ready So the it. credits rolled, and there was already a guy in there sweeping, like an usher in there sweeping, because it was just the two of us in there. And the credits rolled, and the ending kind of like, if you don't know that it's just Paul Schrader doing the pickpocket ending again, I could see it, like, fucking you up a little bit. But, uh... The guy just goes, what the hell? And I, I truly, I was, tr- I sat there for a minute, one processing the movie, but two, mostly trying to figure out if he was yelling what the hell in general about the ending or that he was mad at the guy for sweeping up. And I left not knowing. I mean, what I would he have to sweep? If there's only two of you, you'd think he'd only know, have to man. sweep around your two chairs. Maybe. I mean, this guy was Hansel and Gretling in popcorn as he walked in or something. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't, I don't know. But Leaving a little trail, snail trail. Yeah, I didn't make a mess. <laughs> um, but thirteen, How else was he thirteen find his ghosts. Way out the theater? I think thirteen ghosts shares a lot with these movies. Like, I think it so too. Feels the same. It's just it does. It's big time nineties vibes. Yeah. Just a bunch of people going into a house and trying to survive with ghosts and ghoulies. Despite and coming out post nine eleven. Yes. Thirteen ghosts. Did it come out that late? I it came it was out two thousand one. Okay. Um, after nine eleven though. That's big. I can check. Bear with me. Keep talking. Uh, but I mean, maybe a better cast, more fun cast. Yeah, Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, Matthew no, I would Lillard, agree. Of the three Abraham. movies, Thirteen Ghosts. I, I has love the best Tony Shalhoub, dude. He's Monk. You know, I mean, of course we love Tony Shalhoub. We love Matthew Lillard too. Yeah. Talk, Matthew guy, Lillard, another guy we talk about and love. I do love Matthew. Um, Lillard. Not that good of a movie. October twenty sixth, two thousand one, no. post nine eleven movie, dude. Wow, barely. Clearly filmed in the nineties, though. I yeah. mean. We should have all guessed that it came out in October, right? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That should have been like an easy assumption. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah. really one really cool kill in that movie when the lawyer gets sliced Split in, in half. half down the that middle. That has always stuck with me that shit since, fucking since I was a child, yes. 
Not, like, not that's much pretty much the only stuff. scene I remembered from that movie <laughs> was him getting split in half. I remember that, and I remember Rod Digga saying, did the lawyer split? Yeah. you just yeah. like, ah. Um, yeah, then it just ending with her being like, screw this, I don't get paid enough. Yeah. Very I was like, funny. Okay. Yeah. I like a I sassy black woman to be in the movie. That's fine with me. I'll take it. She was only ever in like three movies. Mm-hmm. I looked that up. She got an introducing Rod Digga in yeah. the opening titles yeah. of that movie. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um just yeah, just wanted to mention it a little bit. It's it's really similar with these ones. Matthew Lillard um, was great in it. Honestly. He rules, dude. He looks yeah, good, he's good in, in his everything. Like, yeah. Suit jacket thing, whatever. He's got a cool outfit. We love Lillard, man. Yeah. You guys want to get into our movies for this week? Let's go, dude. Do you want to tell us about uh House on Haunted Hill? Yeah, let's talk about House on Haunted Hill. We talking about House on Haunted Hill 99. We just Wait, I thought we were this. doing haunting first. We are. We're going to, but we do this. We're going to do the synopsis for House on Haunted Hill right. first. Is this your first fucking episode maybe? I Why don't you confused. let the professionals I they, no, we fuck Double up a feature. We fuck up a lot. Dude, I fucked this up this very thing up yeah. recently. Um so, I I just wanted to say real quick Max that we did just watch mm-hmm. uh this movie together, The House on Haunted Hill together. Ryan doesn't really like podcasts, <laughs> despite doing our theme song, doesn't listen, which is fine. But he's like, well, if I'm going to be on, can we at least like watch the movies together? Not yeah. something we usually do. I, you know, I just wanted to monkey around with my boys. Yeah. And it's a good, it's watch good. Some spooky, we don't always. We've done it a couple of times. Tube, but, yeah. You know. Get uh, a little features on with my you boys. You and I have watched a couple of the movies together, just like a handful too. Yeah. But I don't think ever with a guest before even. No. I don't think so. So this is a, this is our first time watching one of the movies with our guests, especially right before. Well, if you count the Justice League episode, me, you, and Kool yeah, watched yeah. the Justice. League. I may have watched a couple, like some of the ones that when Kool Aid has been on, I may have watched a couple of those Kool- together. I, I say guest, I don't really count Kool Aid. Yeah, he's an executive producer. Kool Aid's also pissed. You hear that, Kool Aid? Yeah. <laughs> Kool Aid loves the House on Haunted Hill remake, and he is mad that Ryan picked it. Um. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. We, so we've beat around the bush. We've talked enough shit on Kool Aid. So because we just watched these, I'm I'm just doing this uh, synopsis off the cuff. This is coming off. Don't the have cuff. anything written down. So we got uh, House on Haunted Hill '99 remake, directed by William Malone, starring Jeffrey Rush, Famke Janssen, Tay Diggs, Ali Larder, uh, Bridget Wilson, uh, f- uh, former alum. Welcome back to the pod. From Mortal Kombat. It's a former hottie of the week. Yeah. Will she win it again? Maybe. Probably not. Uh, Peter Gallagher and Chris Kattan. The film opens with, we got a little vignette kind of thing. A little, uh, I love saying vignette, dude. Using the word wrong. Yep. I'm going to keep using it wrong, too. We got a a flashback to some doctor people in a mental asylum doing some shit. The patients start to overrun the asylum. And then uh, a flash cut to the Hulk. Heavy rape scenes. You forgot the heavy rape scenes. When? In the intro, there's rape. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, they're ripping people's clothes off and stuff. Yeah. We're, we go into them in more detail. We're just we'll doing go more into this. Is We're just doing a, a rough okay. synopsis to okay. remind people what the movie is. You know. Don't worry. We'll get back to everything. Sorry. Yeah. Flash cut to the Hulk at Universal Studios Orlando. Oh, yeah. They're on the Hulk. Uh, vaguely rebranded as a horror amusement park where Stephen Price... Jeffrey Rush is showing around uh, a reporter. Uh, then we get his wife, Evelyn, uh, Famke Janssen, uh, is like, hey, I'm in a bathtub. 
Make sure you invite everybody to my birthday party. We're having it at Hill House or uh, Haunted Hill, whatever the name of the house is. So he's like, yeah, 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 whatever. I'll type it up. But then uh, a ghost or something changes all of the invitees. We get a montage to Marilyn Manson's Sweet Dreams Are Made of These. Uh, as everyone shows up to the house where they are informed that if they are able to survive the night, uh, they will each get a million dollars or whoever is surviving will get all of the millions uh, split amongst them. Uh, and then given guns and little uh, little coffins. Uh, one of the uh, people, uh, Melissa Mars, I think her name is, uh, starts wandering off on her own because she's some sort of celebrity reporter lady. She's the first one to get killed. Everyone else then goes to try and look for her. People start disappearing. They put Jeffrey Rush into some big sort of spinny room. He starts going crazy, seeing visions of the ghost dimension. Uh, then we find out that uh, Famke Janssen and Peter Gallagher are uh, in cahoots with each other to try and kill Jeffrey Rush so that they can get all of his money and like go off and fuck each other and stuff. Uh, but she kills him. He's editorializing a lot. Yeah. yeah I'm off the cuff. Yeah. Um, we don't usually allow this level of editorializing. Uh, then, uh, you know, <clears throat> Jeffrey Rush pushes Fomke Janssen through a ghost door, and then a black mass starts attacking everybody. Uh, Chris Kattan dies. Jeffrey Rush dies. Fomke Janssen dies. We're left with Allie Larder and Tay Diggs. They're trying to escape. They can't escape. And then Ghost Chris Kattan saves the day. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> and uh, the they're, on a, they're at the top of the house, and they find the envelope with all the, the checks that have been made out to cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy day, happy day. Had a budget of $37 million, estimated budget of $37 million, grossed $40 uh, million U.S. and another uh, $2 million worldwide. It's got, um, let me find the Rotten Tomatoes here, 31% critic Rotten Tomatoes, along with a 42% audience score. Um, I do not have the Metacritic here in front of me, but that's okay. People don't like this movie. <laughs> I think it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's, I think it's a fun movie. I prefer it to The Haunting. Uh, that was his off-the-cuff shit. I'm going to show you some buttoned-up, laced-up, yeah. how we do a synopsis on this show, Ryan. 1999, The Haunting, directed by Joel DeBont, starring Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson, and Lily Taylor. Eleanor Nell Vance, played by Lily Taylor, is an insomniac who has spent the last 11 years caring for her invalid mother who has just died. Facing homelessness, Nell enters a sleep study under the care of Dr. David Moreau, Liam Neeson, as, at Hill House, a large secluded manor house in Western Mass. She meets the other two participants, Luke, played by Owen Wilson, and Theodora, uh, nicknamed Theo, played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Unbeknownst to the participants, Dr. Marrow's true intentions are to study the psychological response to fear, steadily increasing the amount of terror in the house. The first night, he tells the story of the manor's owner, Hugh Crane, a textile tycoon who built the house for his wife and their intended family. All of their children were stillborns, and Mrs. Crane killed herself before construction was complete. Creepy stuff keeps happening. Rooms become icy as spectral force tries to enter Theo and Nell's rooms. A research assistant is injured in a freak accident, etc. Nell begins to see ghost children, and on a portrait of Hugh Crane, they find the words, Welcome home, Eleanor, written in blood. Nell is convinced the house is haunted and learns that dozens of children were tortured and killed by Crane in the house, and their ghosts linger there as his eternal family. She also learns Crane had a second wife, Carolyn, to whom Nell is related. 
After several dangerous situations, Nell finally convinces the others that the house is actually haunted, and they try to escape while Nell plans to stay behind to protect the children. Luke defaces the portrait of Crane and is lured into a fireplace where he's decapitated. Crane manifests as a giant spectral ghost, and Nell distracts him so the others can escape, weakening him with her bravery and allowing him to be captured along with the spectral children in a decorative bronze door. Nell dies as well, and an image of her is etched into the door as a motherly figure surrounded by happy children. Dr. Marrow and Theo silently leave the house in the morning when the caretakers return to unlock the gates. This movie had an $80 million budget and made $180.2 million, like five times as much as uh, uh, House on Haunted Hill, which is insane to me. Uh, Metacritic uh, score is 42, user rating 8.5, Rotten Tomatoes. 16 critic and 28 user. Um, I'll probably agree. This is the weaker movie, I guess, just because this is like a PG 13, anybody can see it horror movie. Yeah. Would have to lead to it making so much more money. Maybe the star probably. power of Liam Neeson and Catherine Zeta Jones. Maybe. I don't know. So there's also, um, I think, lending to like why it's like a bad movie. Uh, there is a bunch of wild uh, production stuff with this movie that I actually like find oh, yeah. pretty interesting. Like destroyed and reshoots. So and um, it's based on a book called The Haunting of Hill House, which was written by Shirley Jackson. Um, Recently, and next Netflix TV Netflix show. Netflix TV show. Uh, 1963, there was an original film called The Haunting. So what happened was they got the rights to The Haunting of Hill House, the Shirley Jackson novel but they didn't get any of the rights to the 1963 film, the haunting. So what that equated to was they were literally unable to legally shoot anything from the original movie. So they were left with the table scraps of what the original movie didn't do from the book as their basic like premise. So what happened was uh, initially in like 96, Steven Spielberg went to uh, Stephen King and was like, hey, I want to do an adaptation of this movie. Let's do the like, so uh, King wrote like a, the original pass of the script. They had creative differences. King left and then eventually took what he had written and turned it into uh, Rose Red, which is another uh, novel of his. Um, so King was like, a, or um, sorry, Spielberg was involved in like the production and like whatever, directing yeah. some stuff. He passed it off to different director, but um, had, uh, DreamWorks production. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then what happened was once Spielberg saw the final cut of the movie, he was so disgusted that he eliminated his name from anything. Nobody knew that he was a part of it until like much later. Um, and Makes then there's sense. a bunch of other like wild stuff like Still DreamWorks. They would know it yeah. had something to do with it. There's just like a bunch of other like wild stuff with just like the sets were so big that they were built in the hangar that Howard Hughes built Spruce Goose in. Yeah. His massive fever dream plane. We we were talking about it because the sets look really, really good. And Ryan asked while we were watching it something about like we watched the Ryan and I watched this movie mm-hmm. together last week as well. Um just like, are they like on location for this? And I'm like, no, dude, no way would they be on location. And they did do like the outside shots. And I think that are that big hall at like an actual like manor house, big house thing. But uh, I, I was immediately like, no, of course they didn't shoot like on location. And then like, I was like, man, these sets look so fucking good that like maybe they did. 
So I did look into it, and they got the this like insane guy. They look fucking incredible. I'm gonna honestly say, difference of opinion here. I like the haunting better. Oh damn! As a film, maybe just uh, on the set and spooky setting production maybe. value. Yeah. I I would I'll cast, put them. I'll put them about the I, same. I would definitely say the story is horrible. Like it, it, it just it, <laughs> yeah. it is nonsense. It starts off really good and hopeful, and it's beautiful. Like honestly, there are certain sets, the rooms, like oh, yeah, it looks when there's that good. one giant door that's all ca- carved and the everything. Ga- the gate to hell door, yeah. The weird carousel room and everything, like yeah. it's gorgeous. That, that random hallway that's water, and that's where they have book stepping like, stones. Yeah, looks very cool. The the production value, like the set it's, design, is it just makes insane. the movie more disappointing because they set it up so well, and then everything that happens is so utterly disappointing. You're like, this could have been so good. Yeah. I, I it hate definitely when people suffers from being not. a PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's just not enough. Fun. It's like I have a hard time considering it a horror movie. Yeah, like there's nothing scary about like that a haunted movie. house. Like it's kind of like a children's no real story jump scenes or anything. I like I, the scariest scene is when like the etched children heads above the bed turn their neck and all start facing the same way. Yeah. You know, um, I'll say like I hate when people say the shit like, oh the in this movie New York is a, a character of itself, but. I mean, in this one, like the house is like truly gorgeous. a character yeah, of itself, yeah. and like the production design. Well, the in set that design... same way, but then like literally also. Oh yeah, no, the house comes to no, life. That's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like it, it's there's so much, uh, you know, like the spooky. No pun intended. Like there's so much character in like the set design and all of this stuff, and it it creates like this amazing, uh, just feel for the movie. And I, I, I would probably put like rate both movies kind of like near each other i think uh house on haunted hill is more fun to watch but i think uh the haunting is probably the better made film i think it has the first 40 minutes are just this incredible sort of kind of maybe weak setup but as they get into the house and like the creepy stuff starts to happen it's it's a incredible setup for a slow burn and there are like legitimately kind of like creepy things happening and then once the stuff happens it turns into an hour of lily thompson giving really clumsy exposition through dialogue and it just and falls just like a, it really falls like, apart in the worst <laughs> possible way what, the whole middle of the movie is they're just gaslighting you spent her this much money on these <laughs> these sets yeah and this is what yeah. you're doing yeah. um so let's go let's go a little bit through let's go through it yeah let's get into the deets let's get into the bones um yeah so we get uh uh lily taylor's character lily taylor was i saying lily thompson no. i'm sorry I don't know. It's Lily Taylor, I think. Lily Taylor, yeah. Yeah. Um. So one thing I noticed off Rip opening scene, as they're like queuing into that apartment complex. Yeah. There's a ridiculously tiny cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> like. Ryan's getting into the minutia. We like this with no per like. See if you can pull it up. There's a I, something about this we, cul-de-sac. We can't. Oh, okay. Um, Max will be uh, sidetracked for 20 minutes. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. But it is so small, and it just where it's placed near the apartment complex looks like it absolutely serves zero purpose 
other than being some weird tiny concrete circle yeah. next to the building. Yeah, sometimes you just you gotta in urban spaces you gotta make room for people to do stuff. When know? when we're coming in on the apartment complex, I said, Oh, it kinda looks like Cabrini Green or something. And then we enter the apartment and Virginia Madsen is there. <laughs> star star of Candyman. She, she had sister. her uh, 30 seconds of fame there. She's truly in this movie for about 30 yeah. seconds just to be mean um, to her sister Nell and then leave the movie. I love does not come I love back. movie tropes where you have like your the the sister or and they're like in-laws, you know, your like brother-in-law or whatever and they just have a shitty kid. Just mm-hmm. an absolute terror of a child. That was yeah, my next observation was basically like at the end of that scene, it flips to the child. Just being a shit. And it goes, Ricky has to pee. And then it flips back to Lily and she goes, get out of my home. <laughs> like, I don't allow children to pee in my home. How dare you ask How me How dare you? <laughs> hitting my wall with a bat was fine, but peeing, that's where I draw the line. She's hitting it with, um, or the kid's hitting it with like a walking stick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pre- telling... He's saying I have to pee. He's pretending to be his grandmother, the oh. the, 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 the invalid, invalid grandmother yeah. she had been taking care of. So he's being a huge piece of shit. Is that authentic? Is yeah, that actually yeah, that's, what yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, he's like making fun of his invalid grandmother's like dying need oh. for assistance. Because that's yeah. what that's I just what, thought he was being a shitty little kid. And no, well, he, he is, no, but even more so than you think. Okay, yeah. that's what Nell is being. That's what like why she can't sleep is because she's constantly hearing every night the banging from having to take care of her mother <laughs> and stuff. They do a poor job of portraying that. Uh, you yeah. don't hear you don't hear about yeah, it until yeah. like later, yeah, much, like thirty minutes later, like Nell reveals that. Must have been when I was actually peeing. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is again is wild. It's just like you have um this like really good setup and like premise for a thing. It was like, obviously like Shirley Jackson's novel, like was a huge Stephen King mentions that, uh, it's her original novel is a huge inspiration for the shining, which then like during the opening kind of credits, we get a bunch of like shining tracking shots, which if King was, a you know, there's a bunch of stuff going on there. Um, but like, so you have a, a novel that was hugely successful that spawned a 1963 adaptation that was hugely successful and a Netflix TV show that's hugely successful, which makes this movie so much more disappointing. That's we. I'm, I'm thinking about the connection now, too, because Stanley Kubrick directs The Shining. Mm-hmm. Stephen King hates it because it's it transcends his it becomes art in which his book is just like a, yeah, a it, fine, scary book. But didn't do a lot. Then apparently had creative differences with Steven Spielberg. Stephen King did also, which is interesting because this is right around the time this movie came out in 99. So a couple of years before that, that's right around the time that uh, Kubrick and Spielberg were working on AI artificial intelligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of food crossover for, there. Food for thought, man. I don't know. We got to do I, AI I, at some point. Too, I so forget that movie that exists and I don't know if it's by like subconscious choice ai yeah it was really good i've never seen it so so it's been a long time then we get um we get liam neeson's uh talking about he's uh wants to do this experiment on like fear like what he's being real irish in this movie yeah yeah. yeah, like he's not doing a very good job of hiding his accent my favorite line from him in this whole movie is in this scene though i'm going to get my shillelagh (laughs) <laughs> yes that's yes <laughs> anyway 
as he's arguing with the other doctor or whatever. His, like, boss, who's, yeah. like, just telling him, it's like, you can't just lie to he people and try and scare them. Says, like, what is fear? And then it kind of, like, camera shoots back, and I'm like, it's about as deep as that movie got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is fear? <laughs> I love that like his boss is just being like, this is horribly unethical. Yeah. You can't lie to people to take them to a spooky house and then do- play tricks on them just and to see what makes them afraid. Them to sleep study. And, and Liam Neeson just goes, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's cool. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Yeah. And his they boss goes, afraid if I ah, okay, yeah. No, if you if you say it's cool, <laughs> yeah, it sounds fine to me. Let's, let's go. Round them up. Yeah. So, so they then, round them up. Yeah, Nell gets like a phone call after she kicks... Uh, Virginia Madsen out and is like, that's like, oh yeah, sign up for this thing. You get like $500 a week or some shit for it. Which then we find out later was apparently ghosts sending her emails. Two movies, both movies have ghosts fucking with computers to send people messages. That's right. So then Nell arrives at the house. We get a Bruce Dern playing the Harbinger kind of character, an old caretaker of the house. Talking about. We just talked about Laura Dern two weeks ago. Yeah. So uh Bruce Dern's being the creepy caretaker, then he got uh his wife Miss Dudley. Yeah. Marianne the, the creepy Seldes, like housekeeper. Seldes. She just goes off on a monologue about how creepy the house is for a while. And yeah. nobody goes near it after dark. No You'll one, be all alone up here. You'll be locked in. Nobody no one comes, comes in here. the night yeah. in the dark at night when it's dark. Oh yeah, she night. does say that. Yeah, just yeah. like over and over and over yeah. again. Which, like, do you think was? Do you think that's a because it's kind of unclear at what point, um, Liam Neeson's the Doctor character's like experiments were supposed to start. Like, clearly he probably had more stuff planned with like right. sounds and like fake haunting right. stuff that did was supposed he, to happen. Did he? Do you think she was that in or not? Was she put like put up to be like? Really, like, make sure they know no one, like, you're they're, they're alone up here kind of thing. Because that's what it feels like. Yeah. Because then you get the scene where uh, Mrs. Dudley starts saying it to Theo, that Nell's kind of, like, standing in the back and starts saying it before she can, like, being like, oh, the, right. like, like Nell clearly, like, knows that this is, like, oh, she's doing it could her. Be, it could be either one. At night shtick. Uh, yeah, it's goofy, though. Yeah. Um. We yeah, get- we meet. Do we meet after this? We meet Theo, Catherine mm-hmm. Zeta Jones. Uh, she's a little sex bot. Comes in. She's immediately just being horny everywhere. Yep. She's looking absolutely perfect. Nineteen ninety nine, Catherine Zeta Jones. Me and Ryan said I'll wooga a bunch of times. She's on more stage. than once. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your eyeballs popping out of your head. Tongues right. rolling out like. And we get uh, red carpets. Classic. Absolutely. Yes. We get uh, the last uh, member of the sleep study. We get Owen Wilson. Yeah. Uh, do you guys do you guys think it's funny that his character's name is Luke? Yeah. Which is his, his brother's brother. name? Yeah. Ryan, you got something <laughs> to say? Did you not pick up on that? No, I did. Oh, okay. You just didn't think it was he funny. He hates Owen Wilson. I like I really Owen dislike Owen Wilson. Wow. I just wow. always have. Wow. Something about wow. his face, his voice, like I love Owen Wilson. I do too. Like I don't think he's a bad actor or anything. Wow. I just he prefers Luke. Yeah, I like Luke. Wow. Clearly, Luke is made... clearly uh, history did not side with you. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. That's fine. Um, Luke's fine. I, I just, like Luke. I like Luke fine, too. He crushes the royal Something about I like Owen Future Wilson, Man, like, too. 
annoys the absolute shit out of me. Idiocracy. That's another Idiocracy Luke Wilson movie. Old school, dude. I old fall. school. I love dude, old school. Old school. Come on. Yeah. Owen Wilson could never. The fucking Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> uh, Dan Band. Very good, dude. You're and, my boy, Blue. Oh, God. This is a classic movie. <laughs> Dust um, in the Wind. Yeah. Dude, old school rules. We were, we were talking Bottle Rocket, too. There are other brothers in that. Yeah. He plays Future Man. But yeah. <laughs> the character's name, for some reason, is Future Man. It's cool as hell. Um, brothers not playing brothers in Royal Tenenbaum. Yeah, you know? I mean, I prefer Owen in that movie. He's got one of the best lines, the uh, General Custer line. Dude. Yeah, but he's such a like whiny little baby in that movie. He plays it well. Yeah, no. Luke, Luke's a li- whiny little baby. I feel like he's too. like a whiny little baby. Yeah, he is. Luke just wants to fuck he's his more sister. Like, yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is also when we get, like, everyone starts walking around the house and we're kind of introduced to... Um, the the house and the, the, you know there's all these impossibly long hallways and like a a door that's three stories tall that depicts the uh, souls trying to you know get out of the gates of hell. They find a carousel room. Mm-hmm. That's just in there. For it's some just reason. in there. Yeah. Um, it they get in there. It starts spinning around. Like carousels do playing this just carousel song that's just like cued up. Totally unfazed by it. Yeah, yeah. Like, they just think it's a fun. Little it's just thing like an a very normal thing to find a carousel room in a house. They they all like with kind no of, horses as they're walking around the house. They they all make comments about just like oh like this house is like really big, but it's it's all through the uh like eyes of like isn't this incredible? Look at how like when it's just an impossible architecture of a house. Like nobody has a home like this. Right. It's Absolutely insane. Not. Nobody has a carousel room because it's not just like, oh, welcome to the entertainment parlor. And it's like a greenhouse that has a carousel in it. It is a room that is a carousel. Yeah. That's it. That's the yeah. only thing in the room. All the Jeffrey walls are Rush mirrors. In a carousel room in the other movie. It's two spinning rooms. There's two spinning rooms. I would think they're both torture. If you got locked yeah. in the this yeah. carousel Especially room. Especially if it starts going fast. I think that's where, when she's really freaking out later, that's where she sees herself. That's yeah. where she starts to see herself. Yeah, in and, and all the mirrors and stuff. Yeah. This is, it was at this point that I, like, now that we had, like, all our characters together, that I was, like... And this is about the, like, 30-minute mark that we get them all together. And it's... We only have about another 10 minutes of, like, good movie, as far as I'm concerned, um, at this point. And I noticed, I'm like, oh, okay, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Lily Taylor are, like, doing a pretty good job here. Everyone else sucks. <laughs> like Liam Neeson does not give a good performance. Bruce Dern didn't do anything wrong. Bruce Dern's fine. He's in one scene. <laughs> he's, he's already in and out. Yeah. yeah what, uh, at the very uh, end what did Virginia Madsen do other than be a horrible sister? Yeah, like, but I I I like their performances. I think Lily Taylor is like okay through the rest of the movie too. The script's not doing her any it's fucking favors. It's not her favors. fault. Yeah, I don't. Ryan think it's and her I fault. kept arguing about who we think Lily Taylor looks like because mm-hmm. Ryan thought Amy Ryan. Um, okay. She's the mom on Ben is back. She's Holly on The Office. Totally yeah. thought they were the same person. I said she looks like Chris Cooper. <laughs> the actor? Or, yeah. Yes. The or actor. that real life guy we know. <laughs> no, the the actor Chris Cooper. Hold on. I, I can't put... I, <laughs> yeah, search, search Lily Taylor and Chris Cooper. Hold on. Okay. I, I think it's... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but then she has, she has this weird... Uh, throaty voice too so i kept like i recognize her for something yeah, but then i think like, it was just voice. like yeah i think i was just 
that voice is so much like Liv Tyler or Jennifer Tilly or something that that's more of what I was thinking I was figuring out. But um, I think yeah. That, so what happens? Liam Neeson uh, tells him he tells him a spooky a story, spooky story about the I guess the real life about Herman Cain. What and the like, house is because that is the house was an orphanage a, where a bunch of like kids died. Um, everyone's like getting the tension is being stretched and we we're visually told this as well as we watch a piano wire get pulled tighter and tighter research assistant says there's something else something more to this story yeah she says there's something in the mist and then a piano wire snaps and almost cuts her eyeball off like the only blood in this movie is that yeah a a a man gets decapitated with no blood we only get blood here I've always thought it was because this is like the third time I've seen this movie. I remember watching it um, when I was younger, like back in the day and just being like, um, again, just enamored with like the sets in general. Also, famously, this is one of the uh, main films uh, satirized in Scary Movie 2. Um, a little bit of like House on a Haunted Hill, but this is like one of the main ones because it's got the big house, the Herman Cain character, the, you know, uh research study on false pretense all of that yada 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 like is the main plot um maybe two is arguably the best parody movie of all time it's phenomenal we actually get to do the scary movies okay not counting point. anything mel brooks did, okay, but... okay 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 <laughs> I, was, I was about to say dude i got some you gave me a look <laughs> I, I sure did oh no it's hugh crane Who's Herman Cain? Herman Cain's the uh See the politician that yeah, got COVID after yeah, saying yeah, yeah. and then he tweeted about how COVID's not yes. that bad after he was yeah. dead. That's right. <laughs> rest rest <laughs> in piss to that guy. I was gonna say, dude, I'm like, was his name Herman Cain the whole time? I'm gonna keep calling him Herman Cain. Okay. His name is Hugh Crane. Hugh Crane. Just for the record of this okay. podcast that I I actually know a character. Maybe he's name. related to Niles and Frey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know why I did Robin Williams. Ooh, ooh, what if ooh, it was, ooh, if it was, what if it was Miles? To, uh, the guys on Frasier? Ooh, ooh. What if it, what if there was two of them? We're doing character work, Ryan. We don't I always see. do and this. They're both, and they're both Frasier. Ryan's wearing a little blankie on his legs. <laughs> I'm very comfortable. We'll right? post a picture ooh, I'm Robin Williams and I'm Frasier. Ooh, look ooh. at my dog, Eddie. Ooh. 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 And what if it was a little dog? Ooh. I love my dad, but I don't like him living with me. We're, we're both uh, staring directly at Ryan. None of these are none of these are landing you know, at all. We were <laughs> literally at a we loss were for words. Truly blessed by Robin Williams. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. One of the I think I was the nine or ten genius. the first time I saw Patch Adams, and that movie fucked me up, man. Mm-hmm. I had never seen anything like that. Hook was a big. Well, huge yeah. Movie I mean, obviously, Hook, I loved huge it. Movie. I had. Three different copies of Hook on VHS because I played it so much that I kept ruining them, and my parents just kept buying me. You know, Rob Williams movie that I've seen probably more times than I should. The wor- uh, World According to Garp. Oh, I've never seen that. Really? Okay, I've also never seen that. I've seen it like three times just because it Is like the would Good play Morning on like Vietnam HBO. movie just called Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, right. I think that movie was good. I liked it. Yeah, it's a, a long time ago. <laughs> it's a very well regarded movie, dude. Um. So yeah, the greatest dad. I haven't seen that. I heard big, it's great. Big R.I.P. to Robin Williams. That movie's Absolutely. insane. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to go soft track, but uh, so there, there's two. There's a thing that I think that this movie should have done. I mean, and I think if it was a better movie, it would have because we wouldn't have gotten an hour of Lily Taylor exposition dump, uh, for like the Truly, last just hour of the movie. We're 
we're already off track talking about the movie because all that happens next is she freaks out. Yeah. She freaks out for yeah. an hour. What, yeah. what point were you going to make, Max? Uh, I, I really think that they should have pulled the trigger on the lesbian subplot between Theo and Nell. Yeah. There's so much sexual tension like when they first meet each other and like that's that's something to say for 99 yeah they have they i mean there is an attraction like they are immediately like connected with each other that like i think the movie thinks it's just like oh look they're like such good friends like yada 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 (laughs) like there is a lot of sexual tension between the two when uh catherine zeta jones is trying to like talk nell off the ledge later she's like uh she's offering to let her come live with her and Mm -hmm. stuff yeah They've only known each other for like two and days. When, and when, when like the the creepy stuff, like before the movie gets bad, like when it's still a good movie, and they're like they start to get like the draft like comes through their rooms and they're like checking all the like doors and stuff. Like I don't know. There's just there was a lot there. Sexual I think, undertones. Yeah, I think sure. there should have been like a lesbian subplot that the movie could have like really benefited from, just Would because it seems it seemed very natural like it was there. Time. Yeah. Um, couple notes I have that I really want to touch on. We got. First and foremost, the scene where they're at dinner the first night and they're all talking about why they can't sleep. Oh, yeah. And, and Catherine Jones is going on about, like, how she parties and fucks. And Owen and Wilson's Lily, just getting horny because she yeah, says he's the word sex. Yeah, getting super horny. And Lily just goes, there's this relentless banging all through the night. So I wrote on my notes... Catherine, I bang relentlessly all through the night. Lily, there's this relentless banging all through the night. It's funny. <laughs> that was the scene. Uh, like, she just doesn't sleep because she has sex and yeah. parties, which is so normal. It's like, not you don't, really insomnia. You don't have an issue. Like, you're a normal yeah. young person. So just, just ripping lines and then can't go to bed. Oh, speaking, I'm a, I gotta of, join a sleep yeah. study. <laughs> I'm an insomniac because I'm a drug addict and fuck a lot. Uh, speaking of weird scenes, so it's shortly after this. So it's it's that same night, right? And we get a uh, we should see that all three characters kind of like doing whatever their like nightly routine is, and Owen Wilson is walking around like playing catch with himself. Um, yeah, and very then weird also, and then like the the. Uh, Lily Taylor and Catherine Zeta Jones, there's like the draft in their room, the doors are opening or whatever. And the two guys are kind of like walking around, like weird stuff's happening, and they bump into each other. Yeah. Good hallway. And, yeah. and Liam Neeson like scares Owen Wilson. And then there's like a 45 second scene where they're both, it's kind of just like Owen Wilson's like, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't scare people. Yeah. Don't scare people. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you, you shouldn't scare people. The scene goes on so yeah, long where does. they just be, it's just like, you shouldn't scare people. I'm sorry. It's, you scared me. I'm sorry. It's just, oh, I'm just walking around. Good hallways, huh? It's just that. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about They do say that. The like, nice good. hallways, huh? They, yes. <laughs> yeah. They just talk about, they just talk about which hallways are good for 45 seconds. What is that scene? Uh, what is yeah. that? It's um, like, oh, there's a good, good. Good hallway back there. Uh, I I love the classic. A scene takes way too long, and then we talk about it for <laughs> double that amount of time. I <laughs> love that is, that is a big trademark of this podcast. We should have sped this up. We say still on it. <laughs> talk about it for forty five minutes. Um, what else happened? Oh, right. Another you have, note. You have more notes to go through. Yeah, we got. At one point, 
when they're talking about the spooky stuff going on, mm-hmm. Owen Wilson makes a Teletubbies reference. Oh, yeah, he does make a Teletubbies yeah. reference. He's like, yeah, that... And that, it uh, really puts you in the time frame that, of 1999. That Teletubby really scared me. Yeah. But and I really enjoyed the Teletubbies reference. I just wanted to say that. It's, it's, it's about at this record. point it's where... House on, House on Haunted Hill, they do a Beanie Babies reference. Yeah, they do. Which is pretty similar, yeah. just like, of the times. We gotta get like a topical a reference yeah. out there. <laughs> and then... One more note I really yeah. want to touch on is when Owen Wilson goes to crash the gate. Uh-huh. <laughs> he grabs the absolute most fucked up car around. Yeah, her Chevy Pinto, dude, like a 79 Chevy Because he doesn't Pinto. want to take his car. He specifically says, we're taking your car. A, a car notorious for exploding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was his plan. And then he misses a non-moving target. It's like four times the size of the car, and he fucking misses. I I think it's supposed to be that he like hit it and it just couldn't go through, but they had to make it look like that so they didn't actually just like explode the car or send him actually through the gate or anything. But yes, it just does look like he just misses he just, the gate. He just missed. Like at the last minute, he turns <laughs> off and fucks like, it up. Turns. Yeah. Um. So that's much later once. Nell's, Nell's run around. No, 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 no. That's no, fine. fine because we'll we'll jump ahead sometimes. We, this one we can jump around on because after they get scared, scary stuff starts happening, and it's a long time where Nell is believing that the house is truly haunted. No one else. Nobody does. believes her. Uh, well, they think she's just going crazy. He explains to them that right. he's doing this study. At Le- some Liam point Neeson reveals that so basically that like no, it can't be haunted. Like I've set up. Right. Like I've set up stuff that she could it's haunt. Like I brought I you guys to here to scare you because I'm doing a study about like can you induce fear on people and yada yada yada. Meanwhile, Nell is actually seeing ghosts. She's and seeing truly ghosts being haunted. The, uh, Hugh Crane is showing up like in the windows. She like throws a stool through the window and it explodes. So and yeah, it basically after this point, it's just it. it we're she, pretty much go. Like we're in the climax of the movie now. A little bit later, where she almost dies chasing a ghost child mm-hmm. and uh Liam Neeson has to climb a treacherous uh staircase that's falling apart to go save her and then that's when they kind of Again, just like, another beautiful set. I was going to say that. I meant yeah, to say it it's a like atrium it, it, with like yeah. the giant statue of the man in a tub that tries to grab Liam the Neeson and drown set him and then throws up blood when of it the movie work. I it's think. Sick as hell. Well, yeah. and so the staircase you didn't even mention is this like wrought iron Double uh, spiral, spiral staircase, like double helix that spiral is staircase, suspended by wires from the ceiling. Going so it's not to attached like, going to anything. up to like a catwalk that too. is also fully yeah. suspended. Sick as hell, set. It, so it looks really good. Yeah. Honestly, the movie's worth watching just to see that because, or like, I mean, I go find production stills if you can, and then yeah, save yourself two fun, hours. Man. But it's it, incredible. It's it's an insanely I think, I think beautiful movie. Paid like ten million dollars. For those sets, so much they spent fucking, so much money I mean, on worth sets. it it looks great yeah it i and we love sets don't make gonna, movies in I front of green say, screens we i think we've talked about this before it's just like there there's something so uh unique about when they're like tr- you're truly on a set like you can tell like certain things especially in like older movies where there's just not as much like uh post-production smoothing over of the visuals right where you can just tell it's on a set like even if it's fully built out like yeah. this, like you just know it's a set. Like uh, the, the one most recent movie I remember, like where that like really like clicked with me, 
uh, he's like Big Trouble in Little China. It's the exact one I was going to say. Yeah. We, when we were watching that, we were just like, this is a set. It looks sick. This is so good. Yeah, because you've got these And that's big... Carpenter on like tight budgets, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was always fighting with the studios for more budgets. He, I mean, when Carpenter's <laughs> on his game with like visual stuff, it's so good. He's a goat. We love the guy. Um, yeah, so now we're, we're just kind of like running around for a while. You've got more ghost stuff going Af- on. After that happens, after uh, that the staircase falling down, that's when... Uh, everybody starts to believe her. That's when Liam Neeson gets grabbed by the statue. Lily Taylor um, almost gets eaten by the bed she's in, which yeah. is another really cool, beautiful they, they practical come in, effect. They're like, I think something's actually going on here. So they yeah. go to get her, and the the room the itself ceiling, is like, like, yeah, it's coming down in these have weird like ways. Pinned her down, in yeah, the into bed. the bed. It's like yeah. a four poster bash. bed that is built into the yeah. wall like it's all like it, like the bed frame itself it, like, is part of life. the wall it, like animates from the ceiling gets like the visage of hugh crane's face starts to swallow her up in the bed they have to jump in smash the bed to bits and then they're like we gotta get the fuck out of here that's yeah. when they go all, to all the child the heads are just like open mouth open eye like yeah. Those are cool. Yeah, yeah. Just drawn into... Those the, are like my favorite touch of the bedroom. Drawn into like an armoire or yeah. something so she mm-hmm. can look at them. Just a bunch of little children. Terrifying. Inside. Like imagine just waking up and you just see like sculptures of children's faces right above you. This, um, this is after... Don't Nell, like that. Nell has figured out that um, Hugh Crane sweatshop using child labor. Tons of children were dying. Other children he was like taking home and torturing and killing and burning up in the fireplace. She finds like old skeletons in the fireplace and stuff. Then also she finds out that she was a descendant of his second wife who nobody knew about. And then that's why the house was like pulling her in like to it. Yeah. So she's figured all that out. She's reserved to let everybody get away. Descendant of him as well, though. Yeah, but they just don't really. Bring that up. But, like, but yes. he wants to turn her into his wife is, like, the I suggested get, yeah. theme, right? Oh, like yeah, because there's the part where the, the ghost hands start to do so her hair like, the same way yeah. his wife's hair was. He oh, I don't know. He's like, a bad guy. He's torturing children. This, I guess like, he's fine with fucking his great-great-granddaughter or whatever. Pedophiliac relationship with his great 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 yeah, granddaughter guys yeah. sick fu- incestuous but yeah yeah the guys are sick fucked there's um it, it's at some he's point, a damn ghost now he's been just sitting becoming a more and more evil house for a couple hundred years at this point the last like real uh, bad guy we don't we don't stand bad guy yeah yeah the last like plot based note i want to make is that uh we know and Wilson like is kind of like okay we're gonna get out of here and he's like we're gonna crash the car and then he just decides he's gonna burn the house down. The whole thing has just the absolute same energy as Anthony Anderson and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle when they pull up to the uh, drive-through of the place that used to be a White Castle and now it's just like some other shitty burger joint. He's like talking through the thing. He's just like I fucking hate it here and he yeah. starts yelling, "Come on, Pookie, let's burn this motherfucker down!" <laughs> That's Owen Wilson for thirty minutes. He's just like, "We're gonna burn the house down. We're gonna." He's so pissed off to be in there anymore. Yeah. So the house then lures him into the fireplace. Ryan literally says to me, "Uh." How the fuck are they going to make... I've never... He said, I've never seen a horror movie where nobody dies. Like, 12 seconds later, Owen Wilson is decapitated. By a lion head with pendulum? Which yeah. is ridiculous, because he could have just, li- like, lit on fire. Like, right. could have gone the hereditary route. Like, yeah. when she throws the book in the fire and he lights on fire. Yeah, the fireplace should have just, like, ignited Should have just ignited and lit him the fuck up. Burn him to right. death, yeah. 
That would have been cool. I mean, his, been de- more his, his death is still super sick. Like, it's a very fun set PG-13 for... decapitation mm-hmm. with zero blood. I'm going to disagree. Like, uh... I'm gonna it's disagree. a big lion head that yeah. eats him. Yeah, but what's... For why is there a giant fucking lion head? It doesn't like, matter. Why is the fireplace so goddamn deep? It's like a fucking whole because bedroom. Because he had to build it out huge to burn up kids that he killed. Yeah, children are small. <laughs> children are small. That makes a good point. Ryan doesn't think you need You're to burn fireplace. Thirty children at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Full orphanages. He's a fucking bad guy, man. Gas chamber know. behind the fireplace. All um, right. What else? Uh, that's pretty much it. That's that's like right at the end of the movie, well, and then so, Nell yeah, decides. Yeah, so Nell's like, "I have to stay here. I have to protect yeah. the children." Do it. And she then, like reverts to this like twelve. Like she's acting like a twelve year old for like the last thirty minutes yeah. of the movie. She's in a fugue state at some point. Yeah, I knew this guy was gonna say it. I knew it was coming, man. <laughs> Ryan makes fun of me for bringing up fugue states. This guy in fugue states. Um. She fights. She yells at a big ghost version of Ukraine. Yeah. She realizes he's feeding off the children's fear, so she insists she's not afraid of him. That gives the children the spirits power. in the door to overwhelm him, suck him into the door. Liam Neeson figures out fear is food. That's mm-hmm. what fear was all along. Mm. That's right. Man, everybody and really they- got what they wanted out of this movie. All the characters <laughs> get what they want. Oh, oh Nelson gets to go to sleep. <laughs> Forever. Catherine Zeta Jones got to hint at bisexuality. Yeah, dude. Um, she found and then, herself. Yeah, the movie just ends with uh, Catherine Zeta Jones and uh, Liam Neeson walking outside, and uh, the servants, Into whatever, the, the groundskeepers yeah. show up and unlock the door, and they just leave. Yeah, it's all over the course of one night. Um, it's two nights. Is it two nights? It's a weekend, yeah. Um, yeah, and then the uh, music from the carousel plays over the end credits. <laughs> Just the most insane very, thing in this movie. Very goofy, dude. Um, we also noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as final thoughts for me, uh, again, the first forty minutes are a, a, a very solid and a solid. Like if if it had continued that pace, I would have given it a very strong three to three and a half. Slows way down. Um, it it just becomes such a slog at, yeah. for like the no, in, uh, the end of the movie. Even when like exciting stuff it, like air quotes are happening it's not very good um i will give the movie massive props for uh set design production design all of that stuff is just just absolutely not incredible. bad for 99 it's, it, it looks like, pretty okay. i'm so, not mad at the cgi that was the other okay. thing i was gonna say is like it, it i mean obviously it's 20 year old cgi so it doesn't necessarily hold up but they did it all in like a really really smart way where it's like the massive hugh crane smoke ghost at the end is like it's very dark only with like these emotes of moonlight coming from the windows so like they they were really smart in their usage of cgi and where they employed it so that they could hide just the you know CG of deficiencies of 1999 cgi right. so it, the the movie was competently made they unfortunately were dealing with table scraps for like source material which sucks Obviously, it got stuck in like production hell. The fucking studio got over involved. A million different things were just dragging this movie into the fucking mud. But there's some decent bones there. And obviously, people who were more competent and had more freedom made good versions of this movie. So go watch the 63 version or the Netflix adaptation of the, you know, basically the same thing. Yeah. We like it. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's not great. 
fun, easy, bad. spooky season. Just yeah, it's a th- fun little. Watch. I think it's a great background movie. It's not something you really need to pay attention to. So yeah, we gave you the whole plot. Yeah, uh, you guys want to take a break and then talk about a little break. How's it on a hill? How's it on a hill? More fun. It's more fun. I think more fun for sure. It is significantly. It is not it, necessarily better, but more fun. We've talked I was about gonna, the yeah. difference multiple times. I think at, at at a purely like critical, like clinical examination of the film, it is significantly worse in quality on a lot of different 100%. levels. But it is so much more fun to watch. And I I told Kool Aid this. We were talking about it on our ride home from work. And uh, I was like, I'm going to examine this real quick. Uh, now, I I am, I am love Jeffrey Rush and Famke Janssen's performances in this. Because you got Jeffrey Rush basically doing a Vincent Price uh, impersonation the entire time. His character's name is what? Steven, Steven Price? Price. Yeah. And then Famke Janssen is being like this, the... Uh, you know, spiteful wife who like, you know, they both hate each other, whatever. I I think both of their performances are like so good. Chris Kattan is a fun character. He's not a good actor. He's not a good actor. I just love seeing Mo Chris Kattan. I I think, I think if you took Jeffrey Rush and Fomke Janssen out of the movie or replaced them with people less equipped to play those roles, the movie would not be as much fun. It would probably feel a lot more sloggy because like, Jeffrey Rush just when he's on like every scene he's in just like absolutely pops and like really adds like a campy aspect to the movie and Famke Janssen too because she's playing that like spiteful bitchy ex-wife hateful wife kind of character so well that both of them add a a significant level of camp where like none of the other everyone else is just kind of like C-tier movie characters you're you're right it's I'm glad you said camp because they do feel campy but really good I mean, you got to feel campy when you're yeah. doing a Vincent Price impression. But yeah, I mean, everybody everybody else just seems like not how a person would actually present themselves in this situation, but how a 1990s movie character, character yeah. would act in these situations. Yeah. And it, and like you do, do, like Jeffrey Combs as the uh, ghost doctor guy is like doing, he's doing this like really weird walk all the time, which is like, he's not in the movie enough for it to like really be something that like flashes on screen but like jeffrey comes just a guy you love to see and fucking everything if you're a horror fan um but yeah ryan sort of just first impressions before we get deep in the guts um just general impressions yeah there i go just like starting thoughts before we get really in there or you can just say fucking we can just get right in let's get into it let's get into it let's get into it um yeah, I don't want to get too ahead of anything. Evil haunted. We all some. I forget who said it while we were watching it. I think it was Kool Aid that the craziest thing is they keep calling this a house. Yeah, it's the house on Haunted Hill. I also pointed a, out that the hill is haunted, not the house. It's the house on Haunted Hill. It. But yeah. it's really an ins- insane asylum is, yeah. <laughs> that was not a on house a hill. At all. For it, some reason, like twenty stories tall. Yeah, yeah, enormous. It it looks like a monolith, <laughs> and yet they're only in like three stories in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So where's the rest of that building? I don't know. 
It is it is a tower a of, of a building on the side of a cliff. Yeah. Those ghosts have some work cut out for us. Insane looking exterior, pretty mundane interior, which is I think we talked about while we were watching it, the inverse of the haunting. Correct. Yeah. Where the haunting house looks like uh oh, just like kind of a normal mansion, Victorian era mansion or something, you know, whatever. Old mansion 100 year old mansion or whatever and then on the inside it is this a uh, labyrinth of just these insane things with intricately carved um pillars at every corner and whatever okay, just, yeah. and then yeah house on haunted hill it is this monolith of brutalist architecture on the literal side of a cliff like half the building is hanging off of the cliff and then you get inside and it just looks like an art deck or just like a modernist house oh, it looks like shit there's a just, big there's a big table and a bunch of empty rooms and gray, like <laughs> yeah for and, some reason the ceiling glass explodes when they yeah. they walk in because something the house is happens, alive yeah something that happens in uh the haunting too you get a big glass explosion um yeah so we get like a flashback kind of thing of this uh it's like grainy film footage of uh a lot a, of dutch angles yeah dan just yelled dutch angle every single time one came on screen yeah, Jeffrey Combs, who's this like um, psychiatrist doctor guy doing like lobotomies and yeah. electroshock therapy and all this, this is shit. Definitely before psychiatrists existed. Yeah, in the modern, in the modern context of I wonder, they, they probably the had 30s. some wild name for it and stuff. And uh, the uh, patients overrun the asylum, presumably killing all the doctors and yeah, nurses there's, and there's stuff. A, there's and a, rape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. There's some uh, true there, wording. There, there's a cool part. Right at the beginning, where rape's I, not cool, I, Dan. No, not that part. They uh, somebody grabs a whole handful of pencils and stabs like five pencils. Oh yeah, through, through, a through the neck. neck. Yeah, yeah and, that was and cool. I'm like, I'm thinking already. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Yeah. We got, we got a movie. Much better yeah. opening scene than an annoying fucking child. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Much better opening scene. This I, I mean, will give. This movie, movie gets you right into. This is yeah. gonna be a fun, crazy. Yeah, uh, haunted romp definitely a hard R rating. Yeah, compared to the last one, I, still not that. I bad. I would say I'd almost prefer a movie about like the revolt of a insane asylum in the thirties, like that leading be, up yeah. to that. that you know what cool. I mean? Like that could have been a whole that prequel. Could, itself. That might not be fun though either. That also seems like it would be a bad time, just like dealing with people in this horrible condition. But I mean, watch one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, I good did say movie. or Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Oh, I don't know if you guys too. heard me, but I did say, "Where's Jack Nicholson?" I did. I did. Oh, hear. did you? I didn't hear you say. Yeah. I meant that's to a, ask if that good, was that's a, a good line. I meant Thank to ask you. if that was a one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah, joke, and then I got up to get a beer and yeah. forgot. Mm. I did I just didn't hear you. But good, <laughs> good on you. Um. So yeah, then we get a hard cut to uh, Jeffrey Rush, Stephen Price. He is basically Walt Disney. He is an amusement park mogul, and they are at Universal Orlando, baby. He's standing underneath the Hulk. It is not confirmed they're in Universal Orlando. But they are in Universal is. Orlando. I, I immediately that said that's right the now. Hulk, and everybody's like, "That's the Hulk." They yep. they hide it cleverly Bryce behind. Is a Florida man. They hide it cleverly behind, uh, like just like a pop up kiosk or something. But in one of the like wider shots, when he has, he's like he turn, he's like walking down. He turns around to like talk to the reporter. You can see like the Marvel Island of Adventures yeah. thing. Like you can see the Silver Surfer. Just yeah. he's kind of like slightly obscured by a. Uh, it's kiosk it's weird or too because we all know that theme park being Florida boys, but the movie clarifies that the 
the asylum is in California. Yeah. I guess maybe there's an identical. Maybe it there's could no look identical. Way, like, it could look that identical, lake, right? Like that. I feel like it's got to be in Florida. It's I will, Florida. Dude. I will. I will hit up our friend John, who has worked at Universal for a very long time. He will know the history. But if if my timeline is correct, this is like right after Islands of Adventure opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This I is, don't th- see that there's any way there couldn't be, but the movie does say it happens movie, in right? California. I would assume so. Like I, I this seems like a. Uh, oh, it's Warner Brothers. Um, just like a oh, Universal has you know we've got access to the theme park. Let's get some, like subliminal advertising for our our brand new Islands of Adventure park. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go and typically yeah, very, very clearly the whole I think thing. typically when they they open new parks like that, like you have one open, like it would be like Islands of Adventure Orlando opens. It's like oh, it's doing well, and then they'll start building like another location yeah. like at california like right i guess um, i don't even know if they have because that's an islands of adventure and they, they don't have always uni- have the same have universal like studios the very first thing of islands of adventure like yeah. you yeah. walk right in i don't know if they the have a hole hard or left you, or and you you're can right turn there. right and yeah. then you're in seuss world who mm-hmm. goes right nobody goes right you go left <laughs> you always go left i would go right because i would be beelining to dueling dragons i would be do beelining to dueling dragons i love dueling dragons i know it's not dueling dragons it's a better roller coaster now oh really that hagrid roller coaster is wait they changed so it again good. no it's what it no it's like the hagrid motorcycle it was, it, was, it was two different dragons but it was still harry potter oh they yeah they know they changed it to be like oh instead of like to instead of red and blue like there were dragons from like the, the goblet of fire or whatever, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah no they they've changed it again it's not they, dragons they anymore? tore it down and built a brand new roller coaster what that sucks it does but it, it, no you saying it's good I, it I is it is the best roller coaster i've ridden in my entire life what it I is so there. much fun. I haven't been there in so much fun. Years. Yeah, it's been a you're, while for me. You're on the coaster for like five Islands minutes. Of Adventure Boys Damn. trip. It yeah, is a go. it is a long coaster. Like there are no flips or anything because you're literally like lap belt on a motorcycle, and it uh, accelerates up to like 120 miles an hour. Like it, Whoa. it's that's so really fast. good. It might not be that fast, but Guys, it I don't does like to go super that fast. fast. It, I don't think it's 120. Dude. It's not 120. I'm, I'm, I remember test, I'm track tales at Ep- test track at Epcot gets up to like 80, and that feels so insanely fast, like so much faster than a car. Goes. No, it it goes really fast. Like the whole thing is like you just accelerate super fast at different points. Like you're going like full on backwards at different at certain points. The track falls out from underneath you. Mode. Speaking of things, it's so good. Speaking of things, cool. fall- what are you doing? He's, he's doing G.I. Joe. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, now, now he's doing voice work, dude. I don't uh, want to die. Speaking of things that fall out from under you. This they, movie. They go on. Oh. Uh, they, Stephen Price is showing them around the uh, theme park, whatever. Uh, they do a free fall in an elevator. That's tra- a trick. It tr- it's a trick, yeah. It's just part of the really thing. had me going. Oh, yeah. Dude. Um, yeah, that's all just to set up his character, but then separately. Can we talk one real quick about the the modification it's to the Hulk quick. the Hulk roller coaster? Okay. We're still in that the launches <laughs> an entire car oh, off yeah. of the tracks. That is not like a visual like thing. It's literally launches a fake car full of passengers off the tracks as an attempt to scare you. Which means they launch th- hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment off of this track that lands somewhere and then what somebody has to go pick up this entire roller coaster yeah, track like car 
it's fine for the movie. This is like so nitpicky and does it like you forget about this so in, like insane. within a minute. I Obviously, did, like I I'm talking about it two hours later, but um, so then he gets a call from Thomke Janssen like as his, he's leaving the theme wife. park. His wife. She's in a bubble bath drinking a bloody, and she says, "Yeah, right we're having life, dude. We're having my house or my birthday party at Haunted Hill. No questions asked. I've sent you the guest list. Send out the invites. Bam, hangs it up." He goes and types it up, and then we see uh, the computer on its own erases all of the names and types out new names. Some ghosts are sending uh, out invitations of their own. So then we get all of we see all of our principal actors getting all of their invitations, and they're on the way to to uh, everybody shows up. Chris Kattan is. uh... Like his the house has been under his family's care, so he leads everybody in. Um, Which they never say why. Like, why can you just buy an abandoned haunted asylum? I mean, somebody owns it. They probably Whether already he's the owned caretaker it. or his family owned it. He's he's known about it for generations. So either his family's looked over it for generations, or owns it, or I don't know. Who knows? Nobody. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what happens. Um, he can't get a flashlight. But to he work. knows about all the bad stuff. Yeah, he knows the house is evil. So, uh, Stephen Price explains that um, if you stay the night all night, you get a million dollars. There's a million dollars for each of the five people, or if anyone whoever's left surviving gets to dole up the five million. Um, Chris Kattan wants to get the fuck out of there immediately, but the house closes itself up. No one can leave. Recipe for more. Exactly. You would think there would be more like intrigue, like one person just killing everybody to get all of the money, but doesn't really happen. Because everybody, because everybody's just trying to survive. It gives them guns. That's the thing. It 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 follows that kind of with in line with um the original, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it seems like it's a perfect setup for just sort of like a murder mystery movie of. You know, basically like a horror version of Clue. Like, who's actually who's killing off all these people? Is it actually ghosts? Is it yada yada yada? Like, do we know if it's real? Do we know if it's not? But instead, the movie basically just serves as uh, everything else's accessory to the failing marriage, husband and wife trying to kill each other sort of thing. Where we find, you know, eventually we find out that Fabian Janssen is in cahoots with Peter Gallagher to kill Jeffrey Rush so that they can get all of his money. And he's like been, you know, he like wiretapped her her entire life by showing her, uh, they, they inject her with something to put her in some sort of state so that they can make it seem like the ghosts are possessing her, uh, exposure to crazy electroshock therapy Mm -hmm. where everyone sees her die. Then Peter Gallagher injects her with something that brings her back to life. They're like, oh, we can be together, kill your husband or whatever. Yeah. And then she immediately kills Peter Gallagher, just stabs him a bunch in the stomach with a scalpel. Which which I think like plays in part to like how Jeffrey Rush and Famke Janssen are like the best parts of the movie acting wise. Uh is like that plot is actually solid and then you have all of this accessory stuff that just distracts from like the better part of the movie and becomes a slog but so they're they're told all this thing and everyone's like okay yeah whatever we'll like hang out chris Catan at this point is already just like oh i'm gonna die we're all gonna die yeah we're all we're all gonna die i'm just gonna get drunk 
He tries to get. He fucked. definitely has no the best energy the whole movie. Yes, yes, <laughs> and I wanted that for him. Right. Yeah. When um, uh, Bridget, whatever Sampras, Bridget Wilson Sampras, yeah. when she goes missing, she's a celebrity of some sort. She's walking around with a camera. She's the first to go missing. She's like going to um, film everything. She's going to get like the inside scoop of the house on Haunted Hill. Uh, or Chris Kattan's like, oh, I really liked her too. I was hoping to get laid before I died. And then looks at uh, Famke Janssen. It's like, what are you, how are you doing tonight? And she just shoots him daggers. He's like, oh, okay. I, I guess I'm bef- doing fine myself. Whatever. At like the same, Chris at the Good same on time. Him. Good on him. Shoot, shoot your shot and then back down like a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do it. At the same time that uh, Bridget Wilson Sam Sampras is uh, wandering around, Allie Larder and Tay Diggs are walking around. She thinks Tay Diggs runs off on her. So she follows him around and he's in a fugue state of his own. Jumps into a big vat of blood. She runs up there to try and save him. Ryan's shaking his head. Uh, then and then he walks in. And then he walks in through the door. So there's there's just kind of like... You're They're already getting, being haunted. Yeah, you're getting these little things. Big Bridget time. Wilson Sampras is like filming everything on a little camcorder. She sees ghosts through the door. Like She's filming a room and... She sees nothing, but the camcorder is picking up uh, the, the, the doctor. doctor and stuff they're doing, the procedure. So, my note about the blood pool was somebody should make a movie solely about the blood pool. Yeah, blood pool <laughs> is very cool. A spinoff. Yeah. Just about blood pool. It's called blood pool. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. What if, it, what if it, instead of a pool, it was an entire ocean? Blood, blood ocean. ocean. It's called blood I, ocean. I know who you are. <laughs> it was more of like a jacuzzi size, so maybe it could be blood jacuzzi. Yeah. Yeah. blood spa um so we're getting all these things like and so like <laughs> i think it's good now that um bridget wilson sampras has disappeared like it's full on like who well, killed well, somebody Chris, killed Chris her Kattan immediately is like nope yep the ghosts are already up to, you're already seeing the ghosts nobody like, believes her that's that's not even the bad stuff either if the darkness gets out man that's the bad stuff what yeah it's like yeah the house is alive it's filled with darkness it's trying to kill us all and it's gonna succeed if we don't get out of here uh, oh, okay, dude. Some so, intense foreshadowing, I'll say. Yeah. So now they think Chris Kattan being the stoic one reserved to his death is such a... It's so funny it's to choice. choose that actor to be the ca- the character who's like, yep, I might as well die. It doesn't matter that much So they, they immediately think that uh, Jeffrey Rush has done it. They're like, Stephen Price has done it. He's the one that's acting like super weird. Uh, we do see... He's got like uh, one of his like engineers from... Uh, the theme park is there. He's helped him set up some of these like spooky stuff that they're going to do or whatever. Jeffrey Rush finds him dead. His whole face is gone and his skull is his skull has been, been carved like, out. out. Yeah. Very cool visual. Like somebody took like a melon baller to yeah. his face. Nice face. I think I'll take it. <laughs> um, so they, they go and get Jeffrey Rush and they're like, you're the one that did this. Like you're. He's not very freaked out by it either. No. Like he's, he's like not. very like, oh shit. I'm going to go find everybody else. So they find... Like, um, imagine you turn around somebody in an office chair and their just whole face has been scooped out. It's like a, like fun, a, it's like a whatever cream. thing to see in a movie. But if I saw that in real life, I'd be fucked up for, yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Especially like, locked his, in a house where his, everyone uh, wants me His there. response was not enough, in my opinion. He, he sees yeah, the he doctor did. walking around. is just like, I'm going to get you, fucker, and oh, starts yeah. running off. They hear... He thinks the doctor's in cahoots with somebody else mm-hmm. to kill everybody and take all the they, money. They hear um, 
Famke Janssen screaming, so they all run into the room. They, they pronounce her, the doctor, uh, Peter Gallagher, pronounces her dead. So they grab Jeffrey Rush and they throw him into this room that, uh, there's a name for him where it's like a spinning wheel. It's in The Conjuring 2 with the, like, the crooked man where you like rotate a crank and it's like an image where the, the, the spinning of the thing where there's like, spaces where it, it's, it shows it's like, like a, the old way to show movies yeah like, it's like an old animation i don't know what it's there's called a specific either. name for the device it looks like the gravitron from yeah from the car so he's he's <laughs> in a gravitron that that's showing an image of a man bouncing a ball uh-huh. uh which apparently is a gateway to the ghost dimension yeah. or it just makes you go insane that's when we find uh peter gallery goes back and injects famke Janssen uh with the drug to like wake her up you think he's just doing like a necrophilia thing but he's just being a pervert in general not a necrophiliac and uh uh, around this same point is when they find out that our good characters uh ali larder and tay diggs find out that uh the five people that survived the initial burning down or whatever the overthrow of the house all have the same last names as all the people invited, so they're related to the that five bit people is who very survived. short. That's something I feel yeah. is very important to the storyline yeah. and why they're there. That's why I had really, to bring it up. But it they really matters. touch on it for like thirty right. seconds they, because, because they, they are ready to get this movie he, over with. Yeah. they're like Blackburn. Yeah. That's Peter Gallagher's name. Blackburn's the only name not on here, so you're like, oh. Well, he but must be in on something, and then it just, just goes to him reviving her, and he's dead within the next like the two doctor minutes. Because Tom Kingston kills him, and then getting stabbed in the belly with a scalpel. Because mm-hmm. she's she's mad at him for waking her up too soon. Because their plan was that everyone needs to get mad enough at Jeffrey Rush to kill him, but uh, that he woke her up too soon is gonna like fuck up their plan, and he's she's like yelling at him for fucking up this plan that is so insanely convoluted that it was never going to work she's like you're fucking it all up like we we had a plan it's like your plan needed every minute detail to go perfectly to have a chance to succeed and then for some reason she thinks them not finding his body stabbed six or seven times is enough so she, she cuts off his head. feels the need to decapitate him. I thought the ghost did that. And tape his head no, to I'm a door. I'm pretty sure she did that. I think the ghost did that. Well, maybe. We'll it see. doesn't matter either way, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it really matter. doesn't matter to track either whichever so at, way At happened. this point, the whole thing is like totally off the rails. Allie Larder shoots Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, her plan worked. He yeah. Jeffrey Rush is running around, and he finds... Um, Bridget, uh, Bridget Wilson Sampras, uh, like body, all you know, like organs have been taken out yeah. and like made into like a medical display sort of thing. Uh, he finally finds Fomke Janssen. They have a confrontation. Ali, Ali, we should clarify: Ali Larder shoots him yeah. a bunch of times, and it seems like he's dead. But then uh, Fomke Janssen comes up to him to like gloat, and he grabs her by the throat, and reveals he was wearing. A bulletproof e- vest. Either a bulletproof vest or just had squibs and, and had the gun had blanks or whatever. Yeah. Proceeded to tell her how he'd been filming conversations and he had wiretapped her whole life with the doctor, so he knew all along this was gonna happen. Yeah. So he they wrestle and he throws her through a wall that opens a catacomb where apparently the darkness was, and immediately he has a change of heart and is just like, "Oh, you need to get up, get up." Like, I mean, he's overcome get out of by such a great evil that he's like, "Oh yeah. God, I don't, I don't, I wanted to kill you. I don't want you to be he, he truly by a by the embodiment yeah. of true. Evil. He truly stared directly into the void and yeah. was overcome by uh, just the sheer absolutely. emptiness of it. Um, it's, but she can't escape the darkness. Up. Yeah, 
and is sucked into a shockingly worse CGI. I think it looks okay though. Oh no, we, you just it's see bad. it for so long. It's <sighs> but bad. I, you see it too much, and it it you has the much, opposite. It has the opposite. They don't. Um, they don't hide it like they do. Execution of of the haunting. I think the CGI looks bad, but I think the idea for it just yes. like an amorphous you see like, too much shadow blob thing with faces and stuff coming. Out. You see I think too much okay. of it. They don't do anything to try it's and like hide Ghost it. It's like Katamari or something. It's like it's, I don't like it's, it. It's, it's There's just funny. limbs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly right? yeah, we were kind of talking over it. Ryan said Ghost Katamari. It's a really good joke. I uh, just want to shout that out real quick. Make sure everybody just keeps getting bigger. You see they it. don't explain why. It's you sucking it up just, people, uh, ghosts, anything in its everything way. Everything is fast. You see it in full lighting, and it's just kind of like doing that CGI, just kind of like sliding kind of yeah. thing. There's no, I mean, it's darkness, so like I can't say there's no rhyme or reason to its movements right. because like, oh, what does that fucking look like? Right. I'm no authority on how darkness moves, but it you do just see too much of it. And then once they start doing it, where like the faces are popping out of it, and it's just like it's 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 well, too then it's much. goofy, and I think it's fine for because now it's goofy. Yeah, it's it, fine to me. Again, like this is it's a fun watch. I like watching this movie. This is like the fifth time I've seen this thing. Like um, But it's not very well executed, I don't think. So it's, yeah, it chases them around. Um Jeffrey Rush like slams on the door, they open the door for him. Uh it sucks up Chris Catan immediately. Jeffrey Rush can get out. They all try to make it to the attic. The door does a before like uh Chris Catan opens the door though, um it does a thing that like the haunting did where they kind of like the bulging of the walls, oh, yeah. which is like another thing. Yeah, it looks pretty good. They house on Haunted Hill pulled it off well enough, but the haunting didn't too. Like a neat effect Makes where it, it just look looks like, like the, the door's door like bulging pregnant. out. Yeah, exactly. It's got a belly. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's got an Audi belly button yeah. too. It's weird. They make it to the attic, but the, uh, the, uh, turns out the ghosts about can to also get, get to the attic. Yeah. They, 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 yeah. The darkness crawls right up there behind him. Uh, Jeffrey Rush sacrifices himself to push Ali Larder out of the way. Um, he's he's not sucked up like everybody else is. He gets just like turned to ash, it's and like then he's like Flash, like if like a Pompeii, you know, like yeah, people yeah, were like yeah, yeah. Flash burned, and then just like the dust all breaks like apart. A pyroclastic. It's pretty flow. cool. You guys remember that pyroclastic flow? It's a va- it's a volcano. Is that thing. from Pompeii? Yeah, it's like the hot. I know about smoke. Magma, magma, molten hot magma. magma. We got a well, that's a that's a teaser for for a couple months in the future uh-huh. too, baby. That well, that won't be when we're doubled screamcher. Scream nope, not this month. Doubled screamcher. Thank you. Yeah. You're getting better. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Go. We can we can layer some spooky sounds over that. That'll be good. I'm just gonna yeah. I'm gonna download the like chains rattling and yeah, <laughs> spooky noises. <laughs> Um, I'm not gonna try and but, match it up music. No, either. guys, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best part of the movie happens. Mm-hmm. The uh, Ali Larder manages. Also, to... the worst CGI in the movie. It, Ryan. Well, I invite you on my podcast. <laughs> so, so Jeffrey Jeffrey Rush is like all like, he's like freaking out. Like before he gets sucked up by the ghost dimension, he's like trying to think, and he just kind of like grabs a wrench and throws it, and it hits something, and it activates some pulleys, and it opens up a window. Like the 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 bomb shelter blast doors yes. open up, and uh, he gets a nice little one-liner because he, his engineering friend couldn't open the door. He says, so much for an engineering PhD. 
<laughs> like right to the camera, then winks. Okay, and then uh, dies. <laughs> and then dies. <laughs> but so yeah, the the blast doors open. Allie Larder's able to get out. But, but before Tay Diggs can get out, the, the darkness go- the burns. <laughs> doesn't snap the wire. Literally sets it on fire yeah. somehow, and the wire burns and like the, all the counterweights, whatever. Tay Diggs, and Paul is- and Dan, I will allow you to talk about the best part of the movie. Oh, man, it's so good. Uh, Tay Diggs is face to face with the darkness. All of the characters are coming back to, uh, just like taunt him, say that he has to like join it, whatever. They're gonna kill him. Everybody we've seen. Um, they they bring back up uh, Chris Kattan. They're like, and Pritchett's here too. And he's like, I didn't want to be part of this. He somehow <laughs> force ghosts out of it, dude. Chris Kattan, full silhouette, spectral form, lifts the gate one last time so Tay Diggs can jump out, dude. Chris Kattan himself, the man, saves the fucking day. I'm just <laughs> looking so at me. Wild. He, he does not care about what I'm talking about. <laughs> You, you saved like, one person. You don't like Ghost Chris Kattan letting I, I, the No, I, I, Chris Kattan is the most likable part of this movie, it's in my so, opinion. It's weird they got Tay Diggs, because Tay Diggs is, like, fairly popping at this point, and he, like, doesn't have that much to do in this movie. Um, That's, like, the, the wild thing about so this. Like, both movies are very my, star-studded at my the grief, time. obviously, is some, by some random luck, these... multiple million dollar checks in an envelope made it up 15 to 20 flights of stairs and through the attic and somehow miraculously landed underneath the door as it closed. Yes, that's that's right. right. Yes. But my biggest problem is that too. That all of the checks are made to cash. Did they go up 15 to 20 flights of stairs to get to the attic to now where they're on the edge of the building they're now, the closing line is, how do we get down from here? No, how did you get up there in the first place? <laughs> well, Jeff is what I want to know. Well, Jeffrey Rush yelled to the attic, yeah. and they uh, then and they were in, and then they stories. were and then they were in the attic. Yes, <laughs> that's how they got there. Yeah, there's no scale to any of the scenes no. once they're inside. It doesn't make like spatial sense. It doesn't do anything to try and like make this feel like. It, the outside but of the building are the, in- easily is the inside of the building. Twelve to twenty stories. Oh there. yeah, dangling off the edge of a cliff. Dangling off the edge you, on a ledge that makes just no like sense. Four minutes of the darkness chasing them up a. Giant there could have been a, like a five second scene of them just on a staircase. Somebody slips. At least in between. Tay Diggs grabs Allie Larder and says, "It's time to climb a lot of stairs now." It could have been a hollow staircase, and you can see like the the mist slowly rising through the center yeah. as they're running around the staircase. Allie Larder should have had a cold open where she's mountain climbing just to prepare <laughs> us for she's going to climb up all these stairs. There later. was a, there's actually like, um, because I've seen this, movie, I like looked at trivia and stuff before. Um, there were like more, there were a bunch of cut scenes that had like setups to the characters more where like we, cause we find out that Allie well, Larder. There's nothing to give the characters anything. No. All they do is say their name and their job. Yeah. Well, so th- that, that was the scene to make up for cutting the thing because we got a scene with Allie Larder who 
she introduces herself as like a VP, but she says, no, I'm just the assistant. I was the assistant to yeah. this woman. So we get it. There was supposed to be a scene where she gets fired before then finding her boss's invitation and taking it instead to be like, oh, OK, Apparently, well, you, all you, you fired me. Go fuck yourself. Assistant is one tenth of a million dollars. Yeah. She says that at some point she would settle for a tenth of the million. Dan, can we can we do that, guys? Yeah. OK. Yeah. No, uh, Ryan, we we like to point out uh, weekly. Uh, guys that we find just like you know when you see a guy and you're like oh it's that guy in a movie okay. uh we we pick our favorite guys max you brought it up who you got i've got so there's a couple i've, I've got one big one from each movie i've got one big one i've actually i've got one big one from the haunting mm-hmm. there's only like and five three from house on haunted hill who you, who you got house on haunted hill well we agreed we talked about him uh peter graves peter graves as yeah. himself being the host of well, i forget what the name of the show that he used know. to host was but he's hosting it on here famously the captain from airplane yeah. who's just asking all the questions about do you like films with the gladiators in yeah. them he's he's the captain uh the pilot with uh co-pilot kareem abdul jabbar yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know if um, i've ever said it on 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 pod airplane is one of my favorite movies of all time i yeah, watch it about once a year i still laugh at Every single joke. So funny. You like Airplane, right? I've never seen Airplane. Oh, oh we got to watch Airplane. Ryan, we'll watch it. We'll, we'll, I know all we'll about get together. it. So we'll get together so and watch Airplane. Funny. I know all about it. I've just never watched it. it. An absolute classic. It's like, it's not like a parody, really, because yeah. it's not like the yeah. type of movie that they're parodying, but it feels they're, exactly they're, like all those Mel Brooks movies. They're parodying one specific movie. They were all the writers were watching this like German movie that that is exact thing. Any line in that movie that is like kind of like serious. So like when he tries to stop uh the you know the male lead stops the female lead I forget their names uh from getting on the plane and she has that little monologue on the like that is directly from like all the dialogue directly from the German movie literally line, like word for word because they just it's thought just, you don't have to know the source. No, you. it's just it's they so just funny. they thought that movie was so hokey and stupid and funny that they were just like, oh, we'll just do this and we'll throw jokes in every okay. single. It's a joke a second fucking thing. Who, who else you got? Uh, so I thought it was him, and now I have confirmation. I didn't recognize the reporter. The reporter, the channel, their channel three reporter and channel three cameraman. The cameraman is James Marsters, who's most famously uh, uh, the sexy vampire guy from Buffy, the blonde oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I knew, Angel. I knew, I knew him from something. Spike. Yeah. Uh, channel three reporter is Lisa Loeb. Oh really? Singer Lisa Loeb. Yeah. Uh, I Peter Graves is my that guy from House on Haunted Hill. From The Haunting, I have one MC Ganey. Yeah, that's the that's the guy that we, who's credited as Large Man. Yeah, he's yeah. You're looking too much at IMDb on these. You got to find these guys organically. I don't want you doing too much research anywhere. He does too much research. I do a lot of research. Guys. I like the research. You can't be doing all this research finding these guys. You got to find them organically. I think you're cheating. I'm okay. not gonna stop. MC Ganey is my guy of the week. He uh, he's been on the pod he's, before. He's yeah, he was on. Uh, he was in Run Ronnie Run. Him? He's the governor guy. Uh, Ryan, it would not be surprising if you missed him in um, the haunting. He's literally when um, Liam Neeson is explaining in the TV station what his assignment is. MC Ganey is just, like just a guy at the computer. He's just really large on a screen behind him. 
<laughs> There's just a big screen with him on TV for some program. Interesting. Ab- absolutely my guy of the week. He's for sure the guy I'm picking. He's in Con Air. He's like a perfect that guy. He usually plays like a gruff Shout out Nick Cage. Southern guy. Shout out Nick Cage. Dude, He's in I Club Dread. Him. Lots yeah. of good Nick Cage uh, movies of, named tonight. Yeah. MC Ganey's great. Made a good face-off joke when um, yeah. Price found his faceless oh, yeah, yeah, employee. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I had a fun time. We gotta, we gotta do. Uh, we're we've been planning for um, months now. Rage Cage night where we just uh-huh. me, Kool Aid, and Max all nominated. You, one you guys Nick haven't Cage watched Willy's Wonderland yet, right? I have. I've, Max has seen it. Insanely horrible. It sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. It's we're gonna have to cover it for the pod, dude. So bad, it's good. We are gonna, have to have but not like actually. Five good. Nights at Freddy's it's just coming out. This so night. bad, it's like worth watching. It's not one of those that's so bad, like you shouldn't watch it. Like you should absolutely watch it, but it's yeah. We talk about good bad a lot. It sounds yeah. like it's good bad. Yeah. Um, Dan, are you gonna do a hottie this week? I think I know who it goes to if you do. Uh, I have to nominate, of course, um, Bridget Wilson Sampras as a former winner of Hottie of the That's Week. That's true. You're automatically you, nominated. You're automatically you nominated again. Um, We've set rules. This, there's a precedent. It's got to be Catherine Zeta for me. I'm going to also nominate from House on Hunt until also nominate uh, Tay Diggs. I like that. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> we I mean, did not is... mention the one very racist line oh, in yeah. House of Haunted Hill. Yeah, Famke Jensen. Yeah. He's like, uh, who are they going to think shoots him? She's like, I don't know. What, what does she say? Puff, Puff Eddie. Eddie. Puff Eddie. Yeah. His character's name is Eddie. Can I also just give a I shout didn't out? even get the joke. None of us got yeah. the joke until we talked about it. We're like, what is she talking about? She's like, oh, she's calling him like Puff Daddy, but yeah. just because he's a black guy, we're like, ugh. So at yeah, first we thought it was like gay slander. But yeah, we thought she was calling him like a poof. Turned out to be racial slander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Famka Jensen, you are automatically disqualified from being the hottie of the week <laughs> yeah. this week. Um, but Tay Diggs, you're up for it. I'll throw Owen Wilson in there. And I'll throw Catherine Zeta-Jones hat in the mix. Make it uh, two women, two men from each movie. CZJ did in a walk. Oh, baby. <laughs> Ryan, who you got? Catherine Zeta? Yeah. We, the we amount had a, we the had amount a conversation we about like, it. As, damn, she's looking As a good child, I never movie. really understood the appeal of Catherine Zeta. Um. Much more sophisticated than a twelve-year-old could understand. She's, you know, she's Catherine Alpha. She's Jones a to me, classy man. lady. I watched the uh, Terminal a few weeks ago. Yeah. Not a good movie, but also a good Catherine uh, appearance. She, her character is so goofy in that movie. Oh yeah, only, oh yeah. She's not a good person. Her characteristic is like, uh, I'm bad with men. Yeah, no. yeah, pretty much. I'm unlucky in love. Yeah, I'm a the movie's so goofy. Love lost flight attendant. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, another Burger not... King movie. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Dude. Tom Hanks eats God. a bunch of Burger King in I that love movie. That. Yeah, <laughs> Whopper I... always coming through. Can I can I throw out a dark horse? Yeah, you can. I, I, it's a dark horse with some classic Dan criteria. Yeah, <laughs> just absolute ultimate Dan qualifications for, for this for my hottie of the week. Yeah, Virginia Madsen. I knew yeah. that's what for it was just being be. absolutely knockout in. Uh, Candyman mm-hmm. and OG Dune. Yeah, just smoking. She's high. so fine in Dune, dude. <laughs> she's so. I 
I remember the last time, and this is, I've had enough beers where I'm going to just be open about this. Last time I watched Candyman, I'm just like, damn, Virginia Madsen. Yeah, you get, like, I think side boob and under boob from her in Candyman. It is. She looks great. Noise. Killing it. Noise. Virginia Madsen, you're my hottie of the week. You can be Max's hottie of the week. Your character sucks. (laughs) You're not around enough, and you're a bitch. She is on screen for a minute. Yeah. She has three lines. Why did she take that role? It's so weird that she's in the movie at all. Gotta get that bread, Ryan. That couldn't have been very much bread. Oh, dude, you know how they probably play okay. that on Showtime she has once a, rate. a week. That rate is two million dollars, even if she does a bad job. That's <laughs> they her have for to pay me the rate. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, we gotta, we gotta cut this off. <laughs> <laughs> We're done here. This 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 Wait, episode has an energy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, House on Haunted Hill, I think is great. I think it's I, a I think it's fun. a really oh, fun movie. What we didn't talk about was Coffinception. Oh yeah, they they've got. The, the guns, the in five a, mini coffins inside one giant coffin. Yeah, yeah. And inside of those mini coffins were guns. Guns. It's <laughs> a great. It's, it's a. Cool. It's a great way to coffin, present a gun to a person. Inception is yeah. good too. Cough inception. Cough inception. Cough inception. Yeah. Cough inception. Yeah, I like it. It's yeah. good. Cough inception. Um, both of these movies are fine. I Kool Aid, friend of the podcast, executive producer of the podcast. Loves House on Haunted Hill, nineteen ninety nine. He throws it on every year around this time. It's a it's a very um, fun. I'll continue watching it forever because of that. It, probably. It, it's a very it's it's a much more fun movie to watch. I think the haunting. Yeah, I agree. I think the haunting is a great, um, kind of like background watch, or if you just like, if you're gonna do like a you know marathon kind of thing, Halloween time, like doubled scream sure is, um. Dubbed. So the boo. We're saying my boo. Yeah, I didn't take, put enough emphasis. I'll really say it's is, really tough to. Yeah. I am gonna say the haunting's a better movie. It's just House on Haunted Hill. At no point makes you think it's gonna be a good movie. No, it's and that's fun. the problem with the haunting is like you do think you're about to actually maybe witness like a pretty decent movie, and it just blows up in front of your face. I think and that, uh, thirteen goes in. You know, House it's those Haunted expectations Hill. that get crushed. Uh, that never happens. With yeah, House on Haunted Hill. I, I would definitely so say like it leaves it more enjoyable. Invite invite your friends over like we did tonight. I can't say it's a better movie. Bring bring all the homies over. I'd say more fun. Yes, I I, I I agree with that. Put on put on House on Haunted Hill ninety nine and thirteen ghosts as a little. That's a fun double feature. Time. But you wouldn't want to put honestly the thirteen ghosts. No. Same. no, was more fun than both of these movies. Probably yeah, yeah. Throw, I like 13 get, Ghosts more and more. Get movies. Chris Kattan into 13 Ghosts, and then we're fucking cooking, dude. Yeah. Get Virginia Madsen and Chris Kattan in 13 Ghosts, and then we're talking. What happened to Chris Kattan, man? Uh, he did a bunch of bad movies and then stopped getting hired. Yeah. What was his anyway. last movie? I don't know. He was in Monkey Bone, right? Yeah. yeah. That's like the last thing I remember. Corky Romano was like his Cor- chance to see like yeah, if he can, can be, can you if even, he can carry it. I loved that movie when I was- yeah. I don't know. I love him. Ten as, or eleven when it came out, and I thought it was hilarious. He plays the big, bad, like heavy Mister Feather yeah. in Undercover Brother. I love that shit. But he's he's been in some stuff. He did a voice. Night, Night at the Roxbury is kind of like oh yeah, his most well regarded yeah. movie probably. I think, and that's a just a goofy he, comedy. He's been consistently in stuff. He did a voice on the Netflix uh, Voltron show. So, so he, he's still working. He's, yeah, good. a lot. He's got three things in uh, five things in production right now. So, um. Ryan, you got anything you want to plug? I'm an electropunk guy now, making electropunk music. Yeah. I've crossed over to the dark side. 
I'm angry again. Nice. The world's made me an angry boy. I'm freaking pissed off. I'm pissed off, dude. I'm taking it out. He he sent me an electropunk song the other day about digital audio workstation. It was cool. Yeah, I started an electropunk song about the predator. Hell yeah! Probably gonna follow through with that. Do it. Other than that, I'm just getting wine drunk. Yeah, I mean, petting my dogs. If if you're local, go to Palace Pub and Wine Bar. Do it. It's good. Yeah, I mean, can, I don't think there's anybody that. local that's listening to this that isn't also just a regular. <laughs> this, this is going to come out like two days before he leaves for three weeks and the bar is closed. But... <laughs> yeah, it actually uh, is, yeah. Yeah, don't go there till November. Yeah. Come back in November after yeah. after you've enjoyed all of October. Well, come out, with come out on the 9th. Scream come, o- yeah. October 9th, 2021. Oh, yeah, be yeah we're um, doing a blowout. Doing a big party. Got some deals Got on bottles. Vinyl DJ. Spinning some spins and pour some. Can I bring my Chuck Mangione Feel So Good vinyl and he'll play it? That would be really funny. I have it. I he will probably play won't it. play my, my it. My parents have that record, too. But it would be really funny to ask him. I found it I found it at Flea Masters. <laughs> it's a good find. I've got that and the uh, Cantina Jizz Band on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got others, but those are my, uh, those are my two okay, shining, okay. shining ones. I respect that. It's killing me that I can't think of uh, Max Rebo's band. Yeah. I could not think of Max Rebo's name to save my fucking life, yeah. dude. Jesus Christ. What's happening to me? Anyway. Star Wars sequel. Let's wrap up this, yeah. this episode. Yeah. Ryan, thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks Thank you, buddy. Long overdue. Me, happy to have Thanks for the blankie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blankie's off because we've just been. Thanks for the hangs. Uh, Follow Ryan on yeah. Twitter at Ryan Laser. You can see his electropunk stuff and hear him talk about wine. Yeah. Uh, also, he did two takes that Dan always agrees with. Tag, tag me in gas station <laughs> chicken parm. Also, he did our theme music, so thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you for that. Double um, feature. If you want to follow the podcast, you want to play us out live. <laughs> if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's at doubled feature. They're like the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we are double feature on Instagram. You can send us an email, double feature podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll also thank Sam at Hero Institute for our logo. You can follow Dan and I personally on Instagram or not Instagram. Fuck Instagram. Uh, Twitter, Whatever, man. Twitter and letterboxd. Uh, Dan is at Danny Jankum. I am at Mac underscore dead. Uh, th- that's that rate us five stars five on stars, all the things. Please. Thank you. Uh, Dan last words, last words. Sweet dreams are made of these. Cut this off really fast, dude. Am I to deserve Please cut it. Have you cut it? By Double feature, 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 double feature